Well, hello there. This is the Big Boss Book Club. And this is season two. Hello and welcome to the Big Boss Book Club. This is season two, episode four. Um, Again, going back to uh, wrestling as our focus for this season. Um, This week's episode will have me reviewing, well, us um, reviewing um, the WWE No Mercy pay-per-view from 2008. Um, My friend Martin will be joining me. Um, I did mention Martin in season one. Um, he was part of the, the Next Gen Rodeal team with me and uh, Jim. Um, at some point we will get together with Jim as well and we'll do like a little Next Gen Roundtable uh, podcast which I think will be quite interesting. But for this week it's just me and Martin. Uh, we're talking about No Mercy 2008. Um, essentially I gave mine a list of uh, pay-per-views that um, I would be happy kind of talking about or I wanted to talk about. It was only a list of about three or four. Um, just said which one of these do you do you want to talk about? He took a look at the list and said, okay, No Mercy 2008, sounds good. Um, I look back on this quite pleasantly because probably one of my, not favourite eras of wrestling, but in terms of some of the characters and some of the names, it it was a pretty uh, star-studded period of time, 2008. Um, Jericho had done his sort of big heel turn and was doing sort of the best in the world gimmick, although he wasn't really touting himself as the best in the world yet. Um, he was sort of getting to that stage. He he ditched the Y two J stuff. Was wearing the suits and yeah, started really taking on the 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 sort of um, the looks of um, sort of feels of Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men and um, Nick Bockwinkel sort of stylings and, and verbiage. So good period of time. The main event is the the world title uh, match with HBK and um, um, Chris Jericho. Look back on this pay-per-view quite fondly. Um, Like I said, going through it, you've got the likes of JBL versus Batista, number one contenders match, Um, Big Show versus Undertaker, Triple H, Jeff Hardy for WWE title. Um, You've got sort of uh, the Rey Mysterio Kane match, Beth Phoenix versus Candice Michelle, uh, Matt Hardy versus Mark Henry. Got a pretty, what appeared to be a quite good stacked pay-per-view. I said, I'll probably go into it a little bit more with Martin, but I think I maybe look back at this pay-per-view a little bit with maybe, I don't know, maybe some form of rose-tinted glasses because of the main event. Um, wasn't as sold on this pay-per-view when I rewatched it. It hasn't aged well. <laughs> um, I mean, there's quite a lot of cool stuff that happens over the course of the pay-per-view. Um, the first three kind of matches and even the sort of uh, MVP segment in the middle, I don't know, just I, it wasn't really uh, clicking with me. Um, when you get to sort of the Batista-JBL match, that's when I start getting into it, going, okay, this is the this is the actual show now. Um, so me and Mike will probably go over that anyway. Um, as I said, it's a good opportunity to get mine on. Hopefully we'll uh, be doing a lot more business together in the future um, for the show, because Martin's big on his gaming. Um, so, you know, I don't see a reason why I can't get him on for something in the future. As I said, I'd love to do like a next-gen roundtable with him and Jim. Um, which hopefully we'll get to do in the future as well. Talk about sort of wrestling, just guard gaming, and and probably raw deal. I'd imagine. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there we go. So what I'll do, we'll go for our usual musical interlude, and then we'll jump straight in um, with Martin, and we will get talking about the No Mercy 2008 WWE pay per view. <laughs> Uh, 
Hello and welcome back to the Big Boss Book Club. This is season two. This is episode six. Uh, we are talking about the WWE No Mercy mm-hmm. pay-per-view from 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, I say we. Uh, I do have a guest on with me, as I've already sort of said. Um, a man who I've been so desperate to get onto the show from from pretty much the day I decided I wanted to do it. Um, my good friend Martin. Hello, Martin. Are you okay? Hello, hi, yes. Um, thanks so much for having us on. I've been <laughs> listening to like the entire season one recently, so I've been oh, quite happy to get into this. Good. Um, uh, season two started now. Well, yeah. by the time we're recording this, um, <laughs> I, I I sat solo and, and did a couple of episodes because I was like so worried I wasn't going to get this episode done. And, and yeah, Luke. So I was like, I need to fill gaps. I need to fill. Gaps. <laughs> What type of break can I really have? Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, we're here. We're going to talk about No Mercy 2008. But first things first, um, obviously, me and you have known each other for uh, 15 years. I was, trying to th- I was trying to think about it the other day, and I was 16 when I met you, and now I'm 31 this year. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's 15 years this year. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Um, we obviously met at, um, at gaming. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh and uh, WWE Raw Deal and, and Versus System as well. Yeah. Um, but obviously we're here today to talk about wrestling. So mm-hmm. I'll throw it straight at you. Um, what was your what was your getting to? What was your entry point into into wrestling? So I don't actually remember quite how I got into wrestling. Um, the only memory I have is being nine and oh. coming home on a Friday after primary school and just being desperate to stay up to watch Raw because it was Test oh. versus Triple H. <laughs> there was something about these two tall blonde haired men that I just had to see as a nine year old and but I didn't watch I didn't watch Raw very frequently it was just sort of I watched that one and was like yeah there's been a bit of a wedding it's gone wrong <laughs> these oh, tall blonde gosh. men are fighting one of them's got a broken nose for some reason what's going on and then I stopped and I, I, I completely missed loads and then i remember getting back into it it was judgment day when it was jericho versus triple h in the last man standing it was when they were doing this like bit of a push of jericho and i got really behind him uh and then i just sort of started watching it from then on more consistently cool but i like it's weird because it's sort of there's a little blitz because i remember really getting into it around about the invasion and that feels like such a dirty thing to say as a wrestling fan these days <laughs> but the invasion really got me going like I, I loved it and i just didn't sit and watch much of the attitude era yeah i i'm the same i i kind of came in at the end of the attitude era i came in sort of mid 2000 yeah so the attitude era really by that time was coming to a i do remember watching the heel turn of austin at wrestlemania 15 i remember like i'd recorded wrestlemania 15 and stayed up so i was definitely watching then oh, and i remember I, I loved the heel turn like i thought it was the greatest thing i'd ever seen and like my little 10 year old brain was like this is amazing it's a goodie now he's a baddie man <laughs> the, yeah. the coolest I thing yeah uh, i did the two-man power trip thing i love yeah. two-man power trip and um, it it'd be dated by the time this is released but recording this yesterday was uh well technically it was 16 three day but to americans it was it was 316, 316 yeah um and austin uh, well triple h uh uh, retweeted something on on Twitter about um, uh, the first match like him and Austin ever had, and it was when he was like Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and and Austin was kind of just becoming Stone Cold. Oh yeah, um, and um, 
they talked about how they were arguing in the back about who was going to be the heel in the match because they were both technically <laughs> bad guys at the time. And um, when Austin then retweeted Triple H's tweet and said, that, you know, how much he enjoyed the match and everything, he said, the two-man power trip ended way too soon. I was just like, don't do this I've been saying this for like <laughs> 15 years. I've been saying, well, long, probably longer than that at this point, like nearly 20 years, I've been saying the power trip ended too soon. It's it's wrong. They should have kept going, but I suppose they probably would have a Triple H not got injured. But um, well, the plan was to turn Triple H face because of a power trip, wasn't it, or something along yeah. those lines? And then you've got big good guy Triple H going towards the Rumble, but we've just cut out the middle section, had him go injured, and then come back to big good guy Triple H going. And winning yeah, the Rumble. Rumble. Two thousand and two was a rough year. I... <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, for pay-per-views, yeah, I mean, I know we're going a bit off topic, but I was I was looking at through some of the, the shows that I wanted to try and talk about, and a show that I've always been quite a big fan of was Judgment Day 2002. I was just so going to say that I want to talk about that show. I need yeah. I need to have a conversation with you about that joke, Flav, at the end. <laughs> Next episode's planned, though. <laughs> I've, I've actually got my season three laid out, and season three has a wrestling pay-per-view show. With Martin, so <laughs> well, that that's it. Now we're penciled in. Either either, either that, although this sweet, delicious two thousand and eight nonsense we're about to talk about today. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, well, we'll we'll start cracking on then. So yeah. we've got No Mercy two thousand eight. Um, obviously, I, I I gave you a short list. I did. I did. I think I did mention this in my in the intro to the show. You chose this one. Yeah. Um, so we start off the show pretty pretty. I, I completely forgot ECW. The WWE version yeah. was around in 2008. Oh, um, yeah. We're knee-deep in ECW, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we start off with Mark, Mark Henry um, versus Matt Hardy for the ECW title. Matt Hardy is the champion. Um, so, hey, ju- just before we go into the match, oh, yeah, did, did you notice anything about <laughs> the retro intro style that they did? Like, it just talks about a kid called Billy being big on his wrestling. <laughs> No, well, just the, the whole, like, the, the whole little intro package was like, oh, this dad's pretty like normal. Like, it's like the mum's <laughs> doing the tea. Oh, Billy's here for his wrestling, <laughs> and then it just like flash cuts between like brass ring references by Triple H, Kane being oh. unmasked, Big Show wanting to do some big punches on Taker. There's a oh. ladder match. The ladder match just gets passively mentioned. It's like Jericho's like, I'm having a ladder match, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like oh the intro. You know what? I I'm not even gonna lie. I I completely skipped the, <laughs> the actual full intro of the show. I literally jumped straight into the first match. Oh, I'm so, I feel so guilty. Oh man, it's got should... Metallica banging on in the background while Kane's talking about how like people were evil. Oh, it's just it it was that. it was wild. Go back and do yourself a favor. It's like <laughs> one division levels of just like what is going on with this intro. <laughs> and also, why is Todd Grisham on Raw on commentary? Completely blank this out in my mind. Do you know what? One of my notes for this show, um, which I was, which I'll go over to point when we finish, when we're sort of going looking at wrapping up. Um, one of my one of my big questions: what whatever happened to Todd Grisham? That is like number one of my questions. Like, no what idea. Whatever happened to that guy? He just disappeared one day. There's there. a lot. There's a lot of people in this pay per view that disappeared one day. Some of them oh, better yes. than worse. My, my Adam Adam Lee. Yeah, Adam there it, there he is. First Adam Lee reference <laughs> reference number one of this evening. He's got to pop up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Not... it's, 
the man couldn't remember his lines to save his life. And that's Jeff. Uh, <laughs> so, um, oh gosh, yeah. Right, so we're here. We're match one. Match uh, one. Matt Hardy, Mark Henry, ECW title. Um, my first comment before I sort of throw it to you is that crappy silver ECW belt. Yeah, I've got that down. <laughs> yeah. Why? <it's> just... <laughs> why is it silver and why is it massive? Yeah, why is it silver and why is it huge? It almost looks like they were trying to rip off the NWA belt, but just puffed it up. You know, like what they do with chicken breasts at Asda, they fill them full of water. Like, yeah. it kind of looked like they just kind of pumped up the NWA belt and dyed it silver. Just just got rid of the gold. It's like just... one of those little space alien men you used to be able to get as a kid, you know, that you put into water and then it just expands. It's like they've got one yes. of them in the NWA belt and just dropped it in. It's like, oh, the colour's run because it's from Poundland. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's terrific. Um, but the match itself, I mean, wasn't too bad. How did you feel about it? I know you've made a few more notes. I mean, my, f- my, fir- my first note on it is 1988 heat match or ECW main event, you decide. Because <laughs> that's <laughs> basically how it felt. It didn't feel like any anything particularly pay-per-view worthy. One yeah. one thing I've got noted down is uh, I've, I've made a little section called Henry's Hall History. Because I wanted, I wanted, <laughs> right. So he comes out here as a heel with Tony Atlas, yeah. Yes. This is two thousand and eight. How long yeah. do you think it takes him to get from here to officially saying Hall of Pain? Wasn't Hall of Pain? Wasn't it like two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve? Yeah, three years after this bit, it's the Hall of Pain. I thought this was the Hall of Pain. Oh no! <laughs> I had to no, go no. and look. So basically, he loses the EC. Not spoilers. He's lost the ECW title at this point. He's not winning this match, uh, <laughs> and then starts feuding with Finlay and Hornswoggle. Don't remember that. He then got traded know. to Raw in two thousand and nine, and he started team with MVP. That I do remember. I do remember that. I do you know what? Actually, quick cutaway there. I found out that the name of their team was like Powerball. Powerball. Yeah, Powerball. Like, I am 100% certain they were called the world's strongest tag team. No, that, that, was, that was their tagline. But they, they for some yeah. reason, never mentioned Powerball, and despite it being a pretty sick name. Yeah. I mean, I like Powerball as a tag team. Yeah. But, but I was 100%. I, I was saying this when I saw it. In fact, I actually um, put it into our wrestling group chat. I was just like, weren't these guys called the world's strongest tag team? And I was just like, oh, never mind. Powerballing. So, <laughs> Sorry, continue. There was Powerballing. <laughs> Then he mentored Lucky Cannon. Remember Lucky Cannon? (laughs) (laughs) Then he apparently teamed with Evan Bourne for six months. Where is this in my, like, memory? What was I doing? I don't don't remember that. Evan Bourne then got injured, and he replaced him with another just tiny man. He just grabbed Yoshi Tatsu. But he's faced for two years at this point, just doing nothing on Raw, and then he gets traded to SmackDown, turns on Cena, Hall of Pain begins. What? (laughs) uh, The Cena thing with the, uh, well, I'm going to retire. No, that's not this bit. That's two years later on. Yeah. This is why you need Henry's Hall history, just every so often. Just like, what went on in this man's life? Just When did he feud with Hornswoggle? Like... I don't remember that. I don't remember. To be honest, I, well, I don't know. Was I drinking a lot in 2008, 2009? Maybe. I, I um, just turned 18, so I, I was. But I also, probably. when I turned 18, would get drunk and avidly watch ECW. And apparently, none of it sank in. 
yeah. <laughs> it was on on a Friday at two in the morning in the UK for some God no, probably a repeat. I don't know, but I'd get back in from an eight and be, you know, what I fancy watching. I fancy watching a young Miz trying to take on Shelton Benjamin becoming the gold standard. That's what I need on a Friday night. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Many memorable, unmemorable evenings. Clearly, <laughs> clearly unmemorable because I looked through that Wikipedia entry and was like, "Nope, don't remember any of this." <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! Um, were there any points in the match then that you sort of made you go, "Oh, this is this is good." Uh, I couldn't believe how much of a reaction Matt Hardy was getting. Like he got a bit of a pop when he came out to yeah. the crowd. Um, that side effect really like got the crowd going. I uh, was kind of distracted though by the referee in the fact that his shirt was two sizes too big and he had a haircut that I could only describe as only a quiff. <laughs> <laughs> he literally. The... Oh, the referee has gone down as fairly unmemorable for me, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I couldn't uh... stop looking at that booker. Like, couldn't take my eyes off his shirt that was far too big for him. He looked like a six-year-old had cut his own hair and gone, I'm going to referee this match. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Go out there looking, looking good. Well, there was a long, feeling good. There was a long bear hug. Uh, I, I just I just had notes about men's appearance in this one. Apparently, I'd, I'd been big on that. I got written down <laughs> just at one point. It's during the bear hog, it dawns on me how stupid chin strap beards look and also how popular they were in 2008. (laughs) (laughs) I must admit, I watched this show about a week or so ago. So these notes were wrote at about two in the morning. So some of this might not even make sense to me now. (laughs) (laughs) Just just weird questions to yourself, like I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, like what is happening here? Um, but yeah, I thought it was a pretty good match. Twist of fate got the win in the end. Uh, crowd were more into it than I expected. It also made yeah. me feel sad for how we've not had crowds now for about a year in wrestling. And boy, oh True. boy, do they make watching easier because this is probably I've only I've only been watching. I've not gone back and watched any wrestling for a while. I've only been watching sort of the empty arena or the NXT with with the fake fans the and the Thunderdome and stuff like that. And arguably, every wrestling match I've watched this past year has been better than this one. But this was a hell of a lot easier to watch because the crowd seemed invested. Yeah, that's actually liked Matt yeah. Hardy. Um, one, more, one point I do want to bring up in the match. Um, that I, I, I don't know if what it, if they changed the name of it, but it used to be called on the old SmackDown games, the Boss Man Attack, where they put you on the... Um, the middle rope and he just like, slides on the back the, of them. Yeah, that from Mark Henry... Like I actually thought Matt Hardy was dead. where he slides, like, he, where he hits him and stri- slides straight out of the ring, straight out of the ring and lands like on his feet. Yeah, just like that's scary. That, that, <laughs> that scared me. That that he did that move so much that he had it on SmackDown versus Raw 2008. Because I remember the only reason I remember him having specifically that move is because for some reason we were doing uh, a wrestling game quiz where they just showed the animation and you're like. Whose move is this in game? And everyone's like, it's got to be all right, Ray, or someone like, isn't it? And like, nope, it's Mark Henry. He loved doing this. <laughs> it was like his new signature. Big bang of my ass on your neck. Yeah. Straight. Um, that's awesome, actually, that it was on a quiz. But yeah, I mean, it looked like I was watching it. I was just like, wow, that is legitimately. Man's dead. Man um, is not getting off from that. 
yeah, like might as well just pin him mm. now. Don't even need to do World's Strongest Slam. Just just cover the game. He's dead. Game's over, pardon. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Matt Hardy pulls out the win. I was I was also surprised at how much the crowd um, were into this because I I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't, and I think that's the reason I've only taken four no- four notes. One of which is the ty- is the actual uh, match and who was yeah. In. Um, given the time out, given so, the time of day, I watched this and how. I don't remember this, and I don't remember ever being that invested in the ECW title until Jack Swagger turned up, like, and the whole Tommy Dreamer wants to win it sort of thing. This this was like filler for me because hey, like, Henry won this in like some sort of weird monsters ball thing after they'd given up on Big Show and Kane was just meandering, so they weren't doing yeah. they weren't doing anything with any of this. It wasn't even at the point where ECW was like their development section where they were building these stars. It was just lads over a big silver belt and i didn't mind this it was it was basic like henry hasn't gotten into his hall of pain character where everyone loves him despite him being basic yet he's just basic angry henry atlas made me laugh though like just like a shirtless roided man on the outside screaming about how good henry is but atlas always made yeah. me laugh. it always felt it felt kind of like um because i i for the sh- for the show of, of the of what will be episode five, um, no, so five or episode four. Anyway, one of those episodes of this season, I forget, is Armageddon two thousand three, and Mark Henry then is managed by Teddy Long. Oh, how are you, player? He's just like he just keeps changing managers, but he himself doesn't change. Just the people who are coming to the ring with him change. Actually, I've got a theory on this. Mark Henry's like one of those mood crystals you can get because at any point in his mm. career he changes the color of his attire. So when he comes yeah. back at that point, he's wearing like like nice sweet baby blue, despite being a face or a heel. And then he yeah. goes to Raw and he starts wearing red because that's when he's powerballing. And then when he becomes his like full true form, he wears black <laughs> because the crystal yeah. ran out of energy. There's nothing left in the tack on it. And then he gets to 2013. It's a nice salmon color. Yeah. <laughs> God, that, that that's too love that salmon bite. I need I need one of them, Tom. I need a salmon. Don't care how I get it. I don't care if I have to make it. It looks garbage. I need a salmon <laughs> blazer. I need it. And then yelling at people in like Morrison's. I've still got stuff left in the tank. Going to a petrol station and yelling. I've still got stuff left in the tank. While wearing a salmon blazer is unironically a dream of mine. <laughs> And uh, just just screaming at people, ah! <laughs> just going around in the salmon blazer. It's necessary. Oh, oh god! <laughs> Walking around your supermarket, yeah. shopping with your basket. Just still like, got stuff. I've still got stuff <laughs> in the tank. Still got stuff left in this basket. Still got stuff left in this trolley. Still got stuff left in this bread aisle. Just a supercut of me just saying that. Just around the supermarket. I'm not even wearing sections. a suit under the suit blazer. I'm in like a onesie just with it on. Just. Doesn't matter what you no, wear. Exactly. You've got the salmon blazer on. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness! Um, so we'll quickly move on then from from what was, uh, uh, although a good ECW title match, a pretty forgettable um, period for for WWE's ECW. Yeah. Um, we get into the women's title match, which is um, Beth Phoenix, accompanied by Santina Morella. Now I completely forgot about that. Um, versus Candice yeah. Michelle. Uh, just before so, they started, did you have any notes on the Eva Torres in- interview segment with Superface no. Triple H? No, we're just gonna. Oh, actually, <laughs> well, yeah. Superface sure, like, Triple H can how... use a mobile phone. This is all I've got. Yeah, how he's just chilling out on his phone. He's just like. 
yeah, yeah, Jeff, yeah, yeah, Jeff, I'll, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'll, I'll probably talk about it a little bit more when we're talking about the match. But you know what? Fair play to Triple H for being an absolute dick at this pay per view because he clearly realised that people probably wanted to see yeah. Jeff win. He doesn't care. I'm rooting for you, Jeff. Right? It was. <laughs> I'm voting I for you on the app. Hated this version of face Triple H. I, I, we will get into this in the match, but I couldn't stand mm. when he was doing this. Um, yeah, he... <laughs> the spin about is grim. Jeff is not good on the mic. <laughs> I'm just literally reading my notes verbatim now, and then for some reason I've put no. in speech marks. I will be. I want to be the best. And then another quote of "Yeah, well, I'll give it my best." And then sick '80s guitar riff like "Dling." <laughs> I'm not sure. Like cue the almost like cue yeah, a montage. Like, see a montage of Jeff that's working what, That's out. what they're going for here. They're just literally going for the. Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays or be a villain apparently anymore. He was a bit bored of it. He must have just had kids or something. He probably, he probably was just having yeah, a kid. Yeah, and he was like, time. my kids are going to start watching wrestling. Kind of don't want to be an arsehole anymore. Still was, though, wasn't he? Still, still definitely oh, yeah. was. <laughs> big, did get big dad vibes off Triple H here, to be honest. Just like, oh, my kid's going to try and beat me a blasting ball. Bless him. Keeps coming this close. I'm surprised he didn't even throw a line out like, you're like my kid's favorite yeah, wrestler. Just or I'm pretty yeah. certain other people have done that. Um, but yeah, into the uh, so yeah, as the segment I pretty much didn't take any notes on. I do remember the segment though because I kind of sat there going, "Okay, um, <laughs> here we go." But the yeah, the 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 women's title match is Beth Phoenix with Candice Michelle, um, and I I actually completely forgot about the whole. Um, I can't even remember what they were called. Was it where they were teamed together? Uh, is it Beth or didn't they? Beth or something like that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's hor- horrific. Um, I don't think I, 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 Santinex sounds more like a tablet you get in America, so I don't think it was that. Uh, no, no, that's definitely <laughs> not right. Um, and I also forgot that he was the IC champ as well at that point. I, so I kind of feel like this pay per view lost out on an IC title match yeah. for him to come out and just accompany Beth. I remember I, I loved this pairing together because I re- it was SummerSlam when they won both titles at the same time. I really wanted, at the time, I really wanted Beth to win the IC title. I thought that's what this was building towards. Because the match they had had both titles on the line at the same time. I couldn't remember yeah. who they won the IC title from. But it was, I, can't I thought Beth was going to take the IC title when Santino did. And then they started teasing this dissension between. And I was like, oh, cool. This is just going to lead to Beth winning the IC championship, holding it for a bit, passing yeah. on someone else. Uh, it kind of didn't. Yeah, then going back and to it was, uh, yeah, but I still found them really entertaining. Like the pair these two together, I thought it was so funny having like Beth be the straight powerhouse, and then Santino just basically dancing around her, being like, "Isn't she strong? Isn't she lovely?" I'm. And she just kept winning yeah. matches for him, and he's like, "Look at this shiny belt I've got." Yeah, it felt almost like a like what Eddie and yeah. China could yeah, have yeah. been. They'd maybe done a little bit more with Eddie kind of being like the hey mamacita and then China just being this powerhouse woman who just beats the crap It was kind of everyone. like taking that to a more sort of yeah, almost because like even when mm. Eddie and China were doing that originally, Eddie would, could just win matches on his own. But like China helped him, but Eddie was still seen as like credible sort of wrestler and stuff wrestler. like that. No one thinks Santino can win. 
<laughs> at this no, point, it, isn't at it? this point, it's... Santino can't even help people win matches correctly, let alone win his own. No, but that's what I love more about it because no, you've no. got to put, like, arguably the best looking IC title on him. I go, I go, I go oh, back yeah, between yeah. this one and the white one that is, the white, the, white strap, the, the new white strap that Miz wears all the time. That's sort of based on the one that Ultimate Warrior made famous. But this was the one I grew up with a kid, so I think this one just about pips it for me, and I assume a lot of people will agree with me. Um, so you've got Probably, that yeah, prestigious-looking belt, and you've gone and given it to arguably like a man-child who's got a very strong girlfriend. And there's something about that that I just resonated with me when I was 18, and I was like, this is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. This is comedy. The man's got, the man's got one funny. eyebrow and no chances. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, he has got a huge eye and yeah. no chances, one hundred percent. Um something that I did pick up in this match was actually um now usually when you think of Candice Michelle, you don't think uh strong wrestling ability. You you think ample I, I think chest. my gimmick is booze and my theme music is so woeful it sounds like a bad year six disco's banger. Uh yeah. I'm I'm not gonna repeat it, but Boy, oh boy, was I not happy to hear that theme. And I'm sure this was like a techno <laughs> remix of it as well. And I was like, oh. It was. It was a techno was remix of it. It wasn't the very, original Very, very upset about this. Yeah, because the original version sounds more like, more like what I could only imagine would be a song that a woman would take yeah. her clothes off to. Um, the techno remix, I think, was after the when they were trying to sort of pull her away from that weren't they she's um, still the main actually, point of her intro was she still waited for the main drop of her song and then opened a top and was like look at my boobs yeah <laughs> you can try it. and pull her away all you want from her, the techno remix but you're still doing that entrance aren't you and yeah just ripping her ripping her uh, jacket the, the, there's, there's a few um, there's a few like we're in 2021 stuff like this isn't necessarily what we want to see or should be portrayed as women on television anymore. It's kind of, we're past this. Yeah. The fact that this is still happening in 2008 confused me because I thought this was like 2002, 2003 levels of entrances in women's matches. Uh, there's a few oh, more yeah. uncomfortable moments in this pay-per-view that I broke down. Uh, <laughs> one of them being they refer to the Moolamia, which I'm not okay with. <laughs> That's... Oh, okay, let's leave that woman dead and buried. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, um, I mean, this match itself is, is is a bit of an odd thing, anyway. Because I say, because yeah, Candice Michelle essentially was just boobs and techno yeah. music. Um, Beth Phoenix had this ridiculous uh, man-child running and a losing there. streak gimmick um, as your women's champion. A losing streak gimmick. Yeah. Oh, I've got things. Yeah, I've got. Is. I've got a couple of notes on this later on. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, something I did pick up with this uh, was that it was the women's title, and my note just says how quaint. Was the women's title? Um, they didn't stop banging on about how women are divas in this point. Yeah, the, the, but they they soon swap it out for the divas. No, title, divas titles they? around at this point. Nope. There's, there's was, was second, was second belt. This is it? this is the Raw Women's Championship oh, because no. the divas champion is on the show this evening, and I let's play where's Wally. <laughs> Because she'll turn up this evening, and I don't think you've you've noticed where she is. Oh. Um, so with this match, um, what did you think of it in terms of a match quality? So it, I actually quite like it. Was more it. <laughs> again, I 
we've had a year without crowds, and I am going to use this as my crutch for a lot of these matches. I didn't hate this. Um, <laughs> the crowd was still very into both of these women. Uh, Candice got yeah. a lot of offense in on the start, way more than I would have expected. If she you did. put these two on paper, I thought this was going to be Beth comes out very Squash. angry, kills her in two minutes, scowls at Santino, walks to the back. That's literally what I had to do. I'd gone and stuck the kettle on at this point, thinking it was just going to be two minutes and I could <laughs> kind of wing my notes about that. And then I come back and it's like, Candice just done an arm drag there. That's not what I expected. Yeah, that's, this is what I, I've put in my notes about who taught Candice to wrestle because she actually does get in some offence and it actually looks... Passable. She, she went for it. Like, all my preconceived notions of Candice were, were not out the window because there's a lot of bad matches in the repertoire. But this wasn't one of them. This was oh, yeah. like probably her best match ever. <laughs> Question mark, awkward, not really a savant on Candice matches. So she about to say, yeah, I can't say I'm I'm up to date on all her matches, if I'm completely honest. It was very um, it was very my, vocal. My... There was a lot of screaming in this match from what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I think yeah. it added to it. I think the the whole thing was actually um quite well presented and, and Candice, like you said, actually kinda came out of it looking like as a challenger. Yeah. To Beth Phoenix, she didn't win, but Beth Phoenix didn't just get an easy win. She actually had to, oh, at least the conception was there that she actually had to work for this. Uh, so Beth to having this, to work for this, this win. Right. Okay. So <laughs> they're going on about commentary <laughs> about how Beth can't really win and isn't in the swing of things. And it's yeah. somehow partly Santina's fault for the miscommunication, right? So Beth, in storyline, is going in ahead. I can't really win a match. I've been struggling recently. This is for my title. This is very important. Got it. I'm going to go to the top rope where I've never been. Why, why woman? Why are you doing this? Yeah. Just couldn't believe it. So she failed the top rope move, rolled to the outside. Ta- Santino took a drop kick. And then all this is his fault. He's groggy from a drop kick and his elbow catches a foot. And she's mad. And it's like, you've got him involved in this. You've been to the top rope. You've nearly gotten hit by a roll up. Yeah, Santina's fault though, isn't it? Like it just felt they didn't need the top rope bit. All you needed was her Beth like being getting in control, gaining some momentum, and then Santina accidentally tripping her up. They went all up and down the barn around the houses and missed the cows completely for this one. Just to to get that bit of storytelling with <laughs> one arm trip and do. I just that yeah. I, that bit really infuriated me. Um but I felt something, which I haven't done for a long time. Like I was getting this infuriated about a women's championship match from 2008. Clearly, the match was doing something right, or the commentators were. Like... That's it, isn't it? No, that's it. You say if you get in that, uh, oh, I'm kind of invested. I'm kind of like something about this match is pulling me in. I guess it's that's better than of, nothing. It's better than like, pretty much ninety percent of uh, women's if, title. If they'd just done the two minute squash, I would have been like, yep, yeah, saw that, and just nothing. Yeah. But at least this was like, what's can what's Candice Candice doing? She, she she can't do an arm drag. Oh, that was a bit of an awkward kick, but she's winning. There was and this roll up for the prettier as well. Did. Was that dude like quite nice? Like sort of like a weird triangle back tilt yeah. one that she like a wrongly poly roll up. I was like, oh, it's always been listening to Finlay yeah. in a week, and then she went for the unprettier yeah. as well as like. Uh, I was like, no, <laughs> yeah, Christian wasn't back yet, was he? But Christian wasn't in 
Yeah, Christian yeah, it was. Yeah, so they they did not mind using neon prettier. Yeah. Um, but Glam Sam uh, from Beth gets the uh, gets move. the pinfall over poor Candice, and she's uh, she's back to I don't know making out with Victoria or Tori Wilson or whatever she's doing. Like that. Yeah. Oh god. Um, yeah. Vince's angels. Something those lines. Yeah. They, they, that whole it really thing was. was. Um, the uh, I haven't. I don't think was there a segment uh, was after, a segment this, after this. Yeah, it? there was a Kane promo with his sexy red lighting. I've got. Oh, I've got all, all wrote down. Like I've. I've wrote every in between segment bit. Um. So I will. I will. Like, if if we miss one, I will make sure we go back. Um. It's bollocks. It's a. It's a. The only one I've got. Uh. There's. Yeah, it's just he's, he, he's going to unmask me. He's going to unmask Ray. Uh, because yeah. people will see who they really are when I do. Uh, Ray isn't Ray isn't a man or a wrestler. Yeah. Ray's a symbol. Uh, I want to unmask a symbol, uh, and then you will see that you are the real monsters. It was bollocks, and I loved every second of it, from the sexy red lighting that Kane now uses in 08, to the only doing promos in front of a chain link fence, to talking rhetoric yes. nonsense like he's Bray Wyatt in 2012. <laughs> It's I love this is why this is what really got me going about wrestling. Like just just give me Kane talking for ten minutes, just talking utter, utter nonsense. (laughs) Like people are the real monsters. Mate, in storyline, you killed your own family. (laughs) Yeah. Except you burned down the house and killed them. And you can you can blame that on Undertaker all you want, but we know it's you. Like you're the one that you're the, yes. there's a book out of your entire story where you were on the dock, lived in a cage, and ate rats. Uh, but you're right, I'm the monster yeah. for buying popcorn and Mike and Ray Mysterio. Uh, those are two very. And need we talk about Katie Vick? I, I was kind of trying to avoid it, if I'm honest. <laughs> I thought the rat, <laughs> I thought the rat eating in a cave would have been enough of a dark bit to get it across, but. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> it's been about five. Move along, move along. So nothing to see this here. Match I had written down in the promo. Um, I've completely forgotten this match existed. Um, and yeah, I, going into this card, I thought it was the three good matches of Jericho versus HBK, Triple H being someone's dad, and uh, two big men throwing lumps at each other. And that, that was all I needed from this. So seeing this in the opening power, it's like, oh, Rey Mysterio versus Kane. This, the, oh, and unmasking, you say? This should be good. I mean, it basically yeah. told me the result <laughs> in the promo because this is 15 years ago. Like, so you may have caught me off guard with what the match is, but you've also told me who's going to win. Um, yeah. I... This yeah, I'm still wearing a mask. What's that thing? Um... <laughs> I found myself still. I had expectations of this match. I could watch Kane choke on Rey Mysterio all day. If I only have thirty minutes left to live, yeah. I want a super cut of Rey Mysterio getting choked on by Kane, played to Ode to Joy, and I would just watch that as oh, last thirty minutes of my life because there's something about that man's legs going a bit still and then him falling to the ground that uh, <laughs> brings me some. He, he takes a take lovely choke Big Show is slightly too tall when he does it, and I feel a bit sorry for him. But it's like it's like watching a cat get chucked out of a building, knowing it's going to land on its feet. There's <laughs> there's there's some joy in the fall that I probably should go and get checked out by a mental health psychiatrist. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but this 
Sorry, Karen. I was just going to say the uh, the match itself for me. I I'm, I, I know I, I've probably mentioned it a billion times, especially when you've been around. But I don't like Rey Mysterio. I've never liked Rey Mysterio. I will never <laughs> like Rey Mysterio. Um, and I felt that I, I I don't know. I like Kane because because of the complete nonsense that sort of walked into the match. I was kind of like, yeah, <sighs> okay. This match wasn't great. Um, like, no. I mean, it's kind of almost like a. I, I was saying this to myself, like these matches are all very much like big guy, little guy, especially with people like Kane and, and Big Show and even Undertaker. Um, they're all yeah. very cut and they feel very cut and paste. So um, the, the young, the small guy gets a very quick start and it always ends up being cut so, short by a big boot. Uh, it seems to be a common trend of the evening as well that I'd noticed in this match where leg, leg. Um, the underdog getting in way more yeah. offence at the start because Matt Hardy, Candice, Michelle and Rey Mysterio all started off hot, got in the offence and then got cut off by yeah. big boot slash clothesline uh, this was yeah. like watching the game of pinball where Rey Mysterio decided to do the ball and Kane just didn't want to move uh, because Rey would like get up, Shit. try a move 50-50 chance of hitting it, if he didn't hit it both men would be down, someone would get a pin and they get back up and do something else I did notice that Kane yeah. still has one of the nicest sidewalk slams I've ever seen. Something lovely about it. Does it. I've, I've got that down actually? Yeah, massive sidewalk slam from Kane. I've got it. <laughs> he just—it's sort of how he he kind of has them. They, I, again, I don't know if it's Mysterio because he always sort of seems to be at a 90, mm. 90 degree angle, or, or whether it's just sort of how Kane likes to have them. But yeah, he he always looks pretty solid when he's doing those, and it look, makes it look. There was a thick. really cool. Uh, moving it as well that I kind of did go whoa about um, where Kane goes to another sidewalk slam and when we say somehow like backflips up him into a reverse DDT I thought that looked sick yeah. and like just as I was getting into like that was a cool move uh, Cole refers to it as a swashbuckling and instantly <laughs> I feel as 30 again as I always have it's like what is this? like don't call something a swashbuckling they just did mania last year going into like a pirate theme and they didn't call it swashbuckling then and they had a right to yeah. you don't <laughs> Just couldn't couldn't believe it when yeah. i heard that it wasn't well who was paul the Birchall. pirate guy paul birchall did was it what did he do it he didn't do he didn't do i don't think he would have no done he that. did the c4 which was very strange oh. at the time. um yeah there was another little bit I liked about Mysterio. Uh, he went for a top rope moonsault. Clearly was going to miss it, knowing he landed on mm. Kane's arm. Uh, so midair just dinked his leg out a little bit. Hit Kane in the head. Tiny little knee. Loved it. Like, <laughs> so cute. Just little, like... To make it look good. Like, literally bop on the nose. If he's wearing the knee brace, that's going to really suck. Uh, but, yeah, just loved yeah. it. Bit of ring awareness. Just, boop, knocked him over. Yeah, yeah. Thought it, thought it was okay. great. <laughs> uh, they hit a few dreaded crap. flying miscommunications, which I just couldn't make heads or tails of who. But it was literally like big move counter, big move miss, big move counter, big move miss. It's a bit. Yeah, I, I always find these these matches. I, I'm surprised they ever make any mistakes because they. I always feel like they're very cut and paste. Like I said, um, these two are normally so good I, together. I, I, I was well. kind of surprised like, by the finish. And yeah, this match yeah. wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It's hard to say it should have been a pay per view quality match because I think going back, these eight, these matches won't have aged well. They're fifteen years old now. Like, 
Rey Mysterio looks the same. Arguably, is quicker here, but not in his heyday. Kane had slowed down a bit as well. And like, yeah, fifteen years. A lot of wrestling has happened in fifteen years. A lot of it WWE has tried to True. extend for us as well. Because <laughs> I think was Raw just turning three hours at this point, or I can't, I can't remember. Raw was oh, still two hours. Still two hours. He also go back to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like it just it came across as more unremarkable than I expected because I'm remembering like their matches in 2011 when Kane won the world heavyweight title and they had some bangers. Yes. Yeah, it came out after the SummerSlam. SummerSlam just like Tombstone Rain. No, it was like on Money in the Bank. He won the ladder match. It could have been 2012. Yeah, it was. I think it was 2012. It was 12 or 10. But he literally won the money in the bank that night because Big Show had his giant comedy gold ladder, yeah, which I will yeah. never forget. But I can't climb normal ladders, <laughs> so I'll just have a massive one of my own commissions, not realising that that gives other people a better ladder to use. Because literally they had like six blokes yeah. hanging off it and they couldn't push it over. And it's like, you just lost yourself the match there, big lad. Was giving him a better ladder. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, Um, but then he cashed in that night, and then he did the whole Undertaker is in a catatonic state storyline, which was just remarkable. Just hearing Teddy Long say catatonic state—is it vegetative vegetative (laughs) state? Or hear that man talk all day. Here's here's awesome Teddy Long. Holla holla. I put a picture in the wrestling in our wrestling group chat about. Um, I didn't realize that Drew McIntyre was taller than Bobby Lashley, and uh, Leon commented saying, Shut up. "I thought that was Teddy Long." <laughs> I was like, "Actually, you know what? It does look a bit like just a well-muscled Teddy Long." Current day uh, wrestling, if ever we get a chance to, as well. By the way, I need to talk. I need to talk. Talk me oh, some sure about Big Bobby. I'm I'm loving it. The final boss of wrestling at the moment. Oh, man's got lightning! Man's got lightning in his yeah. entrances. Gold lightning, yes. Almighty! It, it, do you know what? I'm, I, I've got the the Hurt Business T-shirt, the Almighty Bobby Lashley. I didn't even want the Almighty Bobby Lashley on it, but mm. I, I just wanted the Hurt Business, and I wanted it saying I'm in. Um, I kind of yeah. wish I'd waited and bought the hoodie. Looks good. <laughs> it doesn't have Bobby Lashley on it. But um, yeah, I, I love the Hurt Business. I love Bobby. Like, I, I'm liking what they do. I, a little part of me kind of felt it was a bit too late. They should have probably done this like as soon as he came back. But um, I don't know. I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of I happy think that just they're doing him, it now and it happening is is nice, and you can see that he cares a lot about it as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh. An MVP uh, just can't be MVP. That's a good a segue MVP in because fan. speaking of MVP, <laughs> man's back. St- <laughs> well, actually. Well, just before we do go into the MVP bit, I do want to just okay. talk about the end of the game match. So obviously yeah. that does end in a DQ finish. Smashes Mysterio with a chair. But they this, came this annoyed leads. me as well because they sold this like Mysterio had been nigh on killed. And all it would have taken is just wrap a chair yeah. around his knee, stand on it. That response is still perfectly fine. I say that just like it's something you do before popping to the shots, but still. Like... <laughs> That would have been fine. The <laughs> fact that Ken went, yeah, got him. See you later. <laughs> That's enough yeah. for me. He didn't, yeah, didn't even make an effort. He didn't even make like, any attempt to unmask him. Didn't reach in my head canon, I was still like, Kane doesn't actually want to unmask him because Kane's only doing this to lash out because he got unmasked and he actually knows the true pain of it. Kane's 
not bad is misunderstood. But <laughs> Kane is still e- inherently evil, so should Kane. attack the knee more and send a message of being like, I'm not going to unmask you, May. <laughs> I'm just going to unmask society and take you away from it. And that would have been fine and more rhetoric comedy bollocks <laughs> that we can go on about. But the fact that he just went, yeah, got him, nailed him. That, see that chair shot? Yeah, that was, that was all me, baby. All Kane. <laughs> Kane out. <laughs> yeah, just go like, Boom, and then, haha, yeah. good, good day's work. I would also have seen Kane it there. I, I know that they didn't exist off. at the time, but I would just part of me would love to see like a Kane that's become obsessed with the internet and just do that spot and then just like dab and fire come out of the turnbuckles. But I'm a weird bloke that likes weird things, apparently. <laughs> so cause I'd be into that, yeah. no one else would. <laughs> You know that you know like know, I could probably get the comedy the air horn sounds and doo, 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 doo. I, I just need that during Kane's intro yeah. of just you know dabbing doo, 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 hellfire like, just is it um meme Kane or um Stewie is it Stewie from Family yeah. Guy following around with like a tuba just want a meme Kane he's walking to the ring come out dressed in green shouting four twenty people. Yeah, or walking around with a salmon blazer going, yeah, still in the tank. <laughs> I mean, the fucker keeps does, coming back. Does. Oh, sorry, I saw that. Um, the guy keeps he's not been back for a while. You know I'm what I mean? surprised he wasn't back at the Rumble this year, but he's. Wait, was he at the Rumble this year? Yeah, so oh, he, he was, was at the Rumble this year. He yeah. was. He was oh, one of the later entrances. Yeah, he was. He was one of the later entrances. Didn't last long, but he was in there. Get his. Uh, Get his uh, yearly paycheck, not by Kane. He was in the rumble. He was twenty four seven champion recently as well. I say recently, probably in the last like two years. But as Governor Kane, he's a champion. He's sure he's in. He's in the last 15 yeah. 24-7 champions, probably. Um, <laughs> um, so we did the segue MVP. He's out. He's in. The oh, ring. you've missed. You've, you've missed the backstage bit where crap. he. Uh, so he, he goes oh, looking for Vicky at first. Yeah, he's looking very young. Like he's dressed kind of early two thousands, like with the shirt that's too big and the sequin jeans. They're, they're, that's a fierce boot yeah. cut on those jeans, by the way. <laughs> uh, I did were, notice they were kind of like flaring. But I was like, wow, that's... I've not got much to say on it. It's like it's weird that they do these two things so separate. So they have him backstage. He's going to go find the. Vicky. Big Show comes out and says, Vicky got tombstoned on SmackDown recently. We'll get back to that because forgot about that. Um, and the, if Big Show wants, like Big Show is going to make sure Vicky's okay. If MVP wants to cause him trouble, Big Show can cause trouble back and I can practice on your head. And MVP is like, oh, like that is it. Okay. Walks off. And then they do Cyber Sunday hype. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. The, I guess that was that then. Also, why is Cyber Sunday not still a thing with all of the internets we have now? Like, we'll try it in 2008, 2009. Nah, it didn't work. The internet, we need to wait for the technology to catch up. Now it has caught up. And where's my Cyber Sunday? Where? Yeah, we have the, Twitter. The, the, it's so much easier to do now. Tuesday. Like, make a Twitter poll. Done. You don't have to do text phone in. I can't believe there was a text phone in for this tonight, a text-in poll. They were still a thing in 2018. 
2008 something. Yeah. But anyway, so they do that hype, and I'm like, cool, we'll go to the next match. And then the MVP starts to come out, and I'm like, there was a weird delay between those segments. Maybe it made me think they'd actually like done yeah. that backstage segment live, and it wasn't pre-recorded, and they had to physically wait for him to walk to the front. Yeah, because that's the only thing Get that's a thing. Yeah. I don't understand why that wasn't pre-recorded, but MVP comes out to his classic absolute banger of a theme. Uh, that was a yeah. He does one of I'm he does in. one yeah. of Martin's awesome. uh, top three favorite things in wrestling, which is your typical heel sports team references. Love a good sports team reference that I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I understood about benching LeBron. <laughs> that was it. That was like, all my brain went to. I. Yeah, when they start talking about American sports, I kind of sit there going, "I'm assuming yeah. that the local town don't." I like think it was it. a it was a nice it was a nice spin on like because it wasn't just the it was a nice spin on two different promos because there's the classic tried and tested uh, heel hasn't been booked tonight, so he's going to come out and have a bit of a man, and there's the classic your sports teams are a bit pants, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this was kind of like flipping both of them head of being like oh here's some sports team references but it's more about how you wouldn't bench the best player and why am I being benched and gimmicks uh, and then Randy Orton comes out looking <laughs> weird yeah. uh, Psycho. This, I couldn't I couldn't place in the timeline where this Orton was because he was still mentioned in Age of Orton but this is before his feud with Cena when he goes full psycho. But this is after... Is yeah. this before he kisses Stephanie at Ma- like leading into Mania? I think it is. Is this the run-up to him running, winning the Rumble before, that year? Yeah. It was just... It, it was I think just it is, weird. Because yeah, you've got... You've got the voices music, but you've got the um, yeah, uh, like, burning my light. It felt like someone had mucked around and created a wrestler with just all the Randy Orton pieces because yeah. he was like he was still wearing trousers out to the ring, so it's clearly a young Randy Orton because the later Randy Orton gets some more items of clothing, he loses when doing backstage segments. Like now he just now he just wears a yeah, hoodie that's lost its sleeve and trunks. Like here, he's closed like he's dressed yeah. like a normal man. <laughs> he could, he could pop yeah, to the shops. Fully, like fully, fully clothed, covered the shops. It's not happening. <laughs> this this Orton. Fine. The, no. There was many ball-based references uh, for the next five, uh, and a Mike yeah. Adelaide reference. Um, we still care about the brand split here in 08 because uh, apparently. Raw doesn't have any jurisdiction over MVP if he starts beating up one of their talent. Now, uh, that's not true uh, because yeah. <laughs> assault in general, <laughs> you can't get out of an assault uh, simply because, no, I'm on a different brand. Um, I can't beat up someone who works for a different company and go, your Morrison's manager uh, couldn't stop that beating, could it? I'm going to go and pop back to where I work now and no. I'll see you at Survivor Series. Also, they'd probably look at me weird if I beat someone up in Morrison's and then shouted, I'll see you at Survivor Series. But, hey, <laughs> apparently apparently that works. Just a wee um, bit, yeah. Like me walking into like an O2 store and beating up the person who works there and says, <laughs> yeah. I'll see you. I'll, I'll see, see you, you on you WrestleMania, boy. And then, like, at, at walk, the, walk back to Vodafone. At the Rumble, just, it's going to be 15 oh, Vodafone superstars and 15 O2 superstars, and the winner <laughs> will go to head office and 
hopefully not get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing might get sacked, yeah. That'd be it. It's like, can you imagine yeah. that HR meeting? That'd be hilarious. So, yeah. who organised the There fight? was a ring, no there was... Up. 29 of them in there. Are you doing the Rumble promo again, Tom? No, but... The end of the day. Also, just a complete <laughs> tangent to this. A bit pessimistic to think that you're going to have to eliminate 29 other people in a Rumble. Never understood that one. Hopefully, I'm going to have to eliminate, like, four. <laughs> don't want to come out first. Come out, like, 27, 28. I'm not greedy. I don't want 30. Final 10 will do yeah. me. But you're not going to have to... Like, 15 blokes already gone by the time you come out. <laughs> To be honest, you only ever really need to eliminate exactly. one, and that's the last right. other guy in the ring with you. <laughs> Tonight, the Rumble, you get rid of I'm them, gonna... you're fine. Do my best. Do a bit of hiding, bit of kicking. Maybe chuck a bloke over the top. Don't really know. Yeah. Do See, the road, the road dog. dog, uh, the road I've dog got, I have problems with the road right. dog, because off. the road dog draws too much attention to yourself, because you're clearly making an effort to try. True. And as we know in the world of wrestling, there's a lot of people who don't like people who try. There's a lot of rotters in the ring. And <laughs> me personally, if I saw someone trying to hug the bottom rope, I'd go for that, geezer. I'd be like, you're not not about that. I'd go for it. You just play dead. Just like get into a fight, take a punch, take a fall. They might leave you alone. It's like bears in there. Like just a ring full of bears. Just yeah. see, but even getting out of the ring draws unwanted attention because the commentators start doing it. You've got new people who are coming out all the time. They might see you. We've been through this countless rumbles where someone's like, I'm just going to wait for my moment. And then the person who's waiting for the moment gets like really hurt. <laughs> they, they get. Yeah, they generally run in the ring yeah. and get thrown so, straight out. Just play dead. Like uh, what we were talking about? Oh, yeah. Manu. Man, ooh. <laughs> well, actually, just before we get it's still the priceless, legs, well, at the well what will I was the very coming out. It's still priceless. Yeah. Um, did you know? Have you noticed? I didn't realize this again, and it goes back to, I suppose, again, a bit of a tangent about the hurt business. I didn't realize. Oh, MVP I knew he was, was quite short, short because because if it's with the Miz, him, and he's like the same height as the Miz, and the Miz is perceived as being yeah. quite short. Yeah. I didn't realise he was that short. So when he's in front of Orton and they're talking, I was kind of like, somebody needs to get yeah. MVP like a little box or I something think, to stand on. I think we're in the like era now looking down where there's a lot of shorter people. Like, not including Drew McIntyre, who I forget how massive that bloke is. But I think they film he's, it he's close. Like, this could be just be starting nonsense, but I think they've changed the way the hard camera works because back in a way, it feels like the camera's further back away from the ring. So the people who are shorter look shorter and the people who are taller look about normal size. Whereas now, I think it's more yeah. in on the action. Like, looking at... Like, even Lashley looks a bit short compared to Drew, but Drew looks like he towers over everyone on the roster. Like, it's so much more believable him being champ now. Because this is like, Drew hasn't grown any height since 2010. Granted, he's part of muscle mass, but in 2010, he looked no. average height. Like, he's not gone away and gone, you know what, you might add like four or five more inches onto my knees. Like, he's not, no amount of lifting weights is going to do that. True. But, so I don't know. No. But yeah. Man Manu. Manu. This yeah. Rikishi cosplaying looking dopey brother. Uh 
I don't have a lot to say about <laughs> Manu, but I have a lot of feelings about Manu that I can't eloquently put into yeah. words. Uh, one of them is why. <laughs> uh, no, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't last long, who, who, who is long. Manu? I, I didn't want to research it because I wanted. I didn't want to just tell you about Manu <laughs> because Manu is more of a feeling than a person. Uh, <laughs> he wears all black. Sad feelings, but feelings. His promos are very bland and derivative. We did the, bu- yeah. the business, and you picked up the scraps. And maybe you, maybe maybe Randy, you could be our next scrap. Yeah. Yeah, he, at this point, I will I will note that I've got yeah. noted down here that the crowd were chanting boring, and <laughs> I agree with them. One thing, my first note is priceless here coming out. These lads are about to look like they're dressed like they're on a stag do, about to hit walkabout uh, for the first start of the night. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. You look back at photos of us on that stag do from Mark Lockett. We are dressed very similar to this. There's, <laughs> it's. We did go. We, we never went to, to walkabout. Walk about. We That's never where went we started. Walk. We went to walkabout, and then we went to uh, we? the Chicago Rock Cafe. Yeah, we went. We went to walk about. Um, <laughs> These lads are just like they're about to hear Stanky walk. Get some uh, apple sour shots in. It's party time. <laughs> Literally, Ray, the, there is right. nothing wrong with apple sour <laughs> shots. There is, there is um, you're a mess for even liking them or trying them. But <laughs> some different story. But I have dressed <laughs> on a night out as all three of these men individually. I've gone for the all black of the Manu. The you know the dark feel yeah. when you you don't you're going to drink Guinness and uh, Jack Daniels on a night out. You feel a bit bitter and you're trying to use an out to cheer <laughs> up. I've dressed as the Cody Rhodes in the flamboyant shirt. You're there. It's a mate's birthday. You put some effort in, and I've dressed as the Ted DiBiase with his mismatched coloured shoes of the nice brown against the blue of the jeans, the normal looking shirt, the slim fit because you've kind of been working out a little bit. You want to show people. I've been all three of these men. Oh, God. I've been all three of these men in walkabout, more importantly. <laughs> yeah. Walk, on different stag <laughs> It's like a progression. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, this oh, segment does end up concluding, though, with a bit of a brawl. This um, Surprisingly, I like half oh. a page of notes on this segment alone. And we're not even near the end of it. Oh my uh, God. But Ted's gimmick at this point, and I started off hating it, and then I remembered how funny it was because he literally tries to say, my dad is the million-dollar man, and fit it in. And he tries to make it seamlessly and then gives up on that and goes, who's your dad? My dad is the million-dollar man. <laughs> and he just hated that so much. But he was like, I've never had money problems because of my father. I've always been well up. I've no, you're not getting it. I've got a dad in wrestling, right? And he was pretty good at wrestling. Right, MVP, who's your dad? <laughs> my dad. <laughs> it just it really tickled me. Like the layers were so a subtlety going from I've always been well up. I've I've always been financially stable to who's your dad? Who's your dad? <laughs> One part I thought he was going to go like, I'm your dad. I'm your dad now. <laughs> I'm your dad now. 
Oh, just doing the yeah. eye contact. I've just got like, the time we recorded, and literally, I did time checks for all the, all this. We spent just as long talking about this as this actually happened. <laughs> We're still only in like yeah. because we should have mentioned this pay per view is a slim two hours and forty minutes, which is quite an easy watch given some of the slogs that some of the pay per views are now, like WrestleMania being seven hours. But like yeah. we're an hour in. We're knee deep in a segment that has the line, Who's your dad? and men dressed like a sag do. And we've gone through three matches. Like it there's mm. a fairly stellar pace to this. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah we've still got four matches. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway, the second half of the segment. Um Yeah. Still Jamaican. You get punk and still and Jamaican Um Still Jamaican at this point. He hasn't aged he even. Hasn't, he he hasn't still wasn't exactly the same as he does now. It's um, remarkable. He does, doesn't he? It's about yeah, the same match. I've literally got written, written down uh, here. Kofi Kingston here, not looking a day older. Man moisturising. Must do. Yeah, he's got to. He's got to. It's got to be. It's got to be the key. Whatever he's, whatever his his uh, ritual is or his schedule is, it's it's thorough. Um, he it did make me laugh that there was a segment like, in 2008 that had Kofi um, Kingston, Cody Rhodes, Randy Orton and MVP, all who are still arguably pretty big in wrestling these days, if not bigger. Yeah. And, and Manu. And Manu's yeah. there with And this is kind of like a mid Manu. <laughs> Um, and then, but the thing about the, the the way this sort of segment ends, though, is MVP it was, helping it was weird. Punk and Kingston it was weird. So clear out. Came out and I thought priceless. it was going to be a tag match, and I even put whole whole tag match player. And then I got a little bit disappointed yeah. that it wasn't a tag match because it was like they burnt through these matches quick. Like surely this is to add to the card. And then they did some weird bait thing where they mm. all went to run in, and then Punk and Kofi stopped. And that makes sense if then they walk off, but then they get in anyway. So what's the point? Because MVP's held off three guys and taken Manu yeah. outside with him. So this makes MVP look better, but he's not the main focus. And then Punk and Kofi get the attacking on prices anyway. Were they scared yeah. of Manu? I, I personally am scared of Manu as a concept, not as a person. Yeah. As an experiment, <laughs> Manu is as terrifying. A as a person, he's just a bloke who wants to go to walk about. Like, it's a very different thing. But I, I didn't... I enjoyed it for my own headcanon and getting to see my boy Manu. Um, not yeah. a good wrestler, <laughs> not a good character, a wonderful That's concept. That's really, segment. Everything, every, everything no. you want, really. Um, uh, all horrible. I was I was kind of glad that the legacy just ended Well, they tried to bring in Sim Slutter as well. The there's still, there's still a, a long road to legacy, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, we should probably talk about Cody's promo a little bit. Backtrack a bit. Cody's promo wasn't the worst. I've never been a big Cody Rhodes fan. He's still, he's still got the lisp here, uh, but I don't think it. I thought he handled the boring chance quite well. I did make a note on that because he sort of was like, "Yes, Randy is boring. And I'm going to tell you why." Yeah, I was like, "Oh, clever!" Right. I the, at this point, yeah. it's weird. I don't like Cody Rhodes now, but. Between this point and like the dashing disfigured and uh, Cody Rhodes like realized unreleased thing, up until Stardust, I di- I was like quite a big fan of Cody Rhodes and wanted for him to succeed. And then I didn't mind Stardust, and it was I didn't yeah. expect to go into a Cody Rhodes retro uh, retroactive here. 
respective, retrospective, that's the word. Uh, but here we are. Um, and I, I kind of like Sardos. And then everything post him leaving WWE, I've always found a bit cringe. The neck tattoo, the smashing a throne with a chair, the TNT yeah. title run and having Arn Anderson as his yeah. best mate and coach. Although I do like Arn Anderson. I've gone on a real tangent there. Uh, I do like Arn Anderson's play-by-play sheets like it's the NFL. Big fan of them. Just, he just needs a headphone. He's got the jumper with the little shirt poking out. He's got the plastic sheets. Get the, get the man some headphones. With yeah. the uh, but yeah, like that was yeah. Cody. Uh, I thought DiBiase was, again, the best of the three and looked like they were going to do something with him. It's such a shame what happened with DiBiase, to be honest, because it felt like they had something good on their hands there. You know, they had an established gimmick. Um, yeah. Someone who actually could wrestle. He was good in the ring. But, yeah, just... Hmm. I always felt DiBiase yeah. was the, yeah. ended up being the Marty Jannetty of the team, unfortunately. But actually, he probably looked like he should have been Who is Shawn his dad, Michaels. though? I, I guess we'll never know. Um, guess we'll never know. Yeah. Uh, who <laughs> was his dad? Um, so that pretty much ends that segment anyway. They, they clear the ring. MVP, Punk, Kingston. So a bit odd. Um, get the boring chance. Yeah. The segment for me was just a bit, a bit rubbish. Um, so, but it does help. Uh, they, was there anything the, after that? I don't think there was. I think we went straight into um, They did a quick flash of Jericho and HBK putting on risk take and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, typical wrestling things. Uh, Cole announced that this was a number one contender match. And yeah. my mind blanked. Because I'd seen a lot of Batista yeah. JBL matches. Didn't remember this one at all. Um, didn't remember it being number one contender. Like this, yeah. this card is this is actually stacked. Um, so it's been a long yeah. time since I've seen JBL wrestle uh, going into this match. A long time. Um, this is this is best JBL, but this is post getting his back sorted. Wait, hang on, it's not, is it? So because doesn't he retire twice? Or this is before the back injury, right? Because he retires when he loses to Ray at WrestleMania. But does he come? Is that his last retirement, or does he come back after that? Yes. No. Yeah, the JBL timeline's a bit fuzzy after the world title loss. Because this is this is the lead to the storyline of him purchasing Shawn Michaels as a boy, which then leads to him versus who does he face at Mania this year? Is it Michaels, or is it is, is it Benoit for the US title? Is, no. Does it start that run? I think it could. Oh, no, is, Benoit's it? gone by this point. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I think this could be the proper retirement. Then I should have really done more Leading research into my JBL timeline, timeline, but I just the IC title. Didn't, didn't. No. Yeah. Well, it's not really I thought he was looking match, quite trim, it, but I was also nervous the best going into this match because JBL has had some yeah. stinkers, especially against Batista. Um, yeah. And yeah. after the past they're not, they hour don't, of like not the mediocre... Together, to say mediocre is maybe a bit harsh on it, but it wasn't. it didn't feel like pay-per-view quality wrestling. And I gave it some benefit of the doubt because it's, like I said, no. it's 15 it's years like old. We've been sort of callous to what wrestling is now. There's a lot more sort of newer stuff out there. Um, but it hasn't been... I could have been watching Raw, essentially, or like a Super Smackdown sort of thing. So I was a bit yeah. nervous going into this, uh, especially when they made another Championship yeah. Scramble reference. <laughs> um, 
They loved bringing that thing on. Yeah, they were trying to make it a thing, Tom. Five man, 15 minutes. Ugh. Let's go. I yeah. I Sounds delicious. I've loved it. I've not had breakfast before recording like this, so I'm definitely having bean. a championship scramble for lunch. Sounds. Ooh, it's like a millionaire's cheesecake, <laughs> but with eggs. Like, oh. <laughs> First thing that came to mind, I don't even like eggs. Um, uh, but yeah. <laughs> I forgot how unequivocally uh, much of a banger Batista's theme is. I really didn't appreciate it at the time. I really, really didn't appreciate it at the oh, time. Yeah, but yeah. I walk man, that, that got me hyped with the crowd getting into it and Pyro. Uh, I was I was up for this match. Oh yeah, uh, and yeah, agreed. I I I like I like JBL again, but like I said, after he sort of loses the cabinet, it's, it's after really the bit that bit like. Fade after, in my memory is it's not after he loses at Mania, it's after the I quit match at Judgment Day, and then he sort of everything falls apart, and then he just, yeah, he is there, like gestures openly to living room, like he's just around, uh, not really doing much, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember like the, the, the month before this, he actually yeah, challenged the bully, but don't do anything for the title at SummerSlam. I remember that. Because that's the one that's got that dirty... Not the month before this, two months before this, because the month before this was Scramble first. Um, Screwball Scramble. Uh, but in that match was the one that had that dirty headbutt in it, where they just clattered heads and it sort of knocked them both loopy. And that match was awkward and uninspired as any World Heavyweight Championship match could be in 2008. So yeah, like, I remember I actually quite enjoyed the Shawn Michaels storyline there where JBL uses his money. I'm trying to do everything but talk about this match. I didn't. Mm, How did yeah. you feel about this match anyway? I, I, do you know what? I thought it was something Jim likes to say. Yeah, I thought I, it was better I, than it, it should have been. Like, you look at, like you said, you look at Batista and JBL, you think these oh, two don't do have that. a good history working together. They're not. They don't always mash. It had it had speed going for it. I I put this down. Who was in it? It was the uh, human version of watching a car fighter bit. Because we all know who was going to win. (laughs) Looking at the show, JBL, I knew who was going to win. Um, I got a few good points. Like there was a nice uh, spear counter to the clothesline from Hell early on. Because you can always tell when he's going for the clothesline roll because it's like this very unique run he does against the ropes. I've I've always loved. Um, yes. Considering yes. this was essentially four minutes bell to bell, um, there was a really nice elbow, uh, a net breaker elbow drop combo that JBL did, but then they went straight into like a rest hold, and I'm like, it's been two minutes, lads. Like you're not, <laughs> I am not helpful. Like, <laughs> and, and then like, don't need the rest. It's been two minutes. They're doing a double count out spot already. Uh, there was a lot of corner-based offense, and then a power slam, Mister Spear, Spine Buster, Batista Bomb, and I, I've even got a question mark after it, and that's it. Like, okay, that was quick. Yeah, I think I think they probably realised that it wasn't going to be yeah the best match. So what could JBL, they squeeze out it of it, and how quickly could they squeeze here, it out? Because JBR um, looks knackered after this. He looks like he's gone like toe to toe for thirty minutes. Yeah. He'd done four. <laughs> like, wasn't yeah. 
I wanted to use the yeah. quote, I'm here for a good time, With the rest a long time, but this wasn't even a good time. I'm, I'm, here, I'm here for a, an average time, not a long time. <laughs> Doesn't really have the same oomph to it. Here yeah. for a semi-normal raw segment. But I, I did check <laughs> just the to, time just to the kind of chill. at this point. Um, and I had out like, we're not even halfway through the pay-per-view and they've already been through four matches. Like it's four matches in essentially an hour, and they did they did a long bit. So have you got anything else you want to talk about the match with this yeah. one? Because I I really don't have only the um, the end bit. So when he talks oh, about the yeah, government yeah, yeah. bailouts we, we because of all the, the the crashes and stuff, um, yeah, crime so, time steal his limo. In that crime time bit um, because it wouldn't be too hard to make about a cringy stereotypical character. Yeah. Here's crime time. Uh, I've got a little bit of a pop quiz for you. <laughs> Here's crime time. Because, okay, so to quickly, because I feel oh, like gosh. I'm a bit there, the JBL promo I thought was great. Like, the fact that he managed to weave the term thanks Obama into his promo, yeah. wonderful. And then also saying, like, God bless you, God bless yeah. America, God bless me. That's the JBL stuff that I need. Like, I don't care if he can't wrestle. And, like, it, do- yeah. it doesn't bother me that that match was four minutes of lumbering men one lumbering more than the other I don't care because I'll I'll never remember it for that promo that promo was gold yeah. crime time is very awkward to watch because you got the yeah. promo at the end yeah not just because of the whole like the tragic death of what happened to Shad and stuff like that just in general as a character how this got on television because it's yeah. not okay <laughs> like I, I laugh after that awkwardly but like it's it's <laughs> not okay but anyway, that's nothing about the quiz. Crime time's here. They like ladies. Some ladies come in and go into. There are eight ladies in total, Tom. Yeah. How many of those women can you name? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, Taryn Terrell. Yeah, the, remember, Tiffany was, she was called in Weird that you got that one first. There are some memorable names in there. There's one you'll yeah, not get. Uh, Nikki James was there. That's two. Mickey James. Mickey, and the reason I know Taron Terrell and Mickey James is because yes. I've actually got them in my notes saying, damn, Mickey James and Taron Terrell. Wait, no, Layla wasn't um, there. I think Layla was there. Ah, this one's awkward. No? Brie Bella, Brie Bella was there. <laughs> one of them. One of them's there. Yeah. Somewhere <laughs> else. Like, Mickey was, I don't know. Didn't even realise they were a thing in 2008. Somewhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you, you've got three. I can't remember her. There's, I can't remember her name, but she ended How up marrying you got David that Raymond one? from Disturbed. How have you got um, Lena Yatta? I, I had to. I had to Google <laughs> for twenty minutes to find her. I couldn't. I couldn't remember at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she married did, David Draymond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I think she married him. They, they've got kids. Would have, would have never guessed um, you getting that one. That's because like, she was on ECW. <laughs> she was part of the dancers with uh, Layla and one other person I can't mention yet because she's in this lineup. Yeah, like I've given you. Yeah, yeah Kelly say, Kelly was there. I want to say that like you got Kelly Kelly's more. probably there. No, no. Um, the Bro- three, the three are more. She there? You've got like the hard ones. I thought you wouldn't be Lenny Yadda and Tiffany. And one of the Bellas. Um, yeah, McCall, Michelle McCall there. Current WWE Divas champion, Michelle McCall as well. Uh, like, the, 
how much I cared about that, Bell. Yeah, what am I doing on the card? Am I defending this title? Getting this title. Um, I honestly can't. Uh, there was Eve Torres and Maria. I honestly can't remember who else was there. Maria. Eve Torres. Yeah. And who? I, this line. Oh, Maria. Was, I thought the quiz would oh, be quite a good segment to play in, though. I was like, yeah. Cast if he's watching. <laughs> Fucking can't. Can't, can't I got, I got the one scene. I was like, he thought he's going to get there. I get a drop knowledge about this woman. And you know it. That's it. What a waste of a Google search that was. I had to go, I had to go through. So WWE, <laughs> WWE have got, um, no, they've got a page up that says every, well, like D, every diva ever. And was like, they're going to forget some of them on there. No, they didn't. Do you remember Rebecca? I do not. <laughs> it's fine. You don't have to. It's just some blonde woman. Um, you do. Like there was. Yes. Wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't she one Why of the Eva people? Yeah, and that's George Ivani, who who teamed with JBL for. Like it was George Ivani who was the secretary she, of the cabinet? Then she disappeared. Um, but the what's weird is they yeah. they've been very liberal with the term diva, so it's. None of the modern women. It's no, no uh, superstar that was signed after the title got changed back at WrestleMania. But like, a hundred blazes on there. <laughs> Wendy Richter's on there. Uh, the fact that they refer to Bull uh, Bull Nakana. I can't. How do you pronounce her name? Bull Nakana. Uh, she's on there as a diva now. Something doesn't feel right about that. <laughs> But yeah, it's like they've gone and yeah. retroactively <laughs> added like May Young and Muller to the Divas lineage. But then have a yeah, Ooh. it's two more references oh, in one show. No. It's not it's two more than I ever want to need. But it seems like there's a cut off in 2015. Going, Actually, yeah, oh, we good. should scrap that. But really, it should only be from the Divas title introduction to that 2015. So I yeah, I, I don't know where I'm going with that other than as if you got Lenny Yadda. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter turns up big perv love it <laughs> dirty old yeah. dirty old man getting a limo yeah yeah uh, the last thing I've got written about this is JBL is hey, the sergeant. neither am I yeah I'd go with that I'd say that yeah um, I, I I found it entertaining a bit funny I thought I thought it was kind of very typical of this period of time that people would steal yeah. JBL's limo and, and put a load of women in it. And Although, Mickey James Mickey James like had happened a few times uh, to him. country singing um, background, her timing is atrocious when trying to do money, money, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there you go, when we say money, you say yeah, money, and there's no point. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's it's woeful, like it's comedy, like she's doing, it's like interrupting <laughs> cow levels of she doesn't know. Oh, it was so, so like, funny because she like, didn't know they were going to do James it. James, <laughs> trying her best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, cringe! So cringeworthy. Oh. Um, so we'll have to skip. Keep uh, here. We go. Train rolling. Um, so with this, the big this, show this versus Undertaker, I was hyped to review you, and it's the main um, reason I chose this pay per view. Uh, because I had... Oh, really? Okay. I've never been back and rewatched this match up until doing this with you, because I watched it when I was 18, and I loved it. 
I thought it was one of the best things I'd ever seen. Uh, and then that okay. borrowed in my head of nostalgia. And any other time Ooh. that I had this pay-per-view on, I purposely skipped this match because like there was, I was on holiday in Turkey and it was like 2 o'clock in the morning we were drunk and we were watching the pay-per-view and I was like, skip that Big Show match. And everyone thought it was because I hated it and it was because I didn't want to ruin that feeling that I had towards this match. So uh, let's ruin <laughs> that now. <laughs> <laughs> and let's talk about this match. Um, the intro, the, the package was uh, good. It was a bit more sinister than it had any right to be when it is just yeah. Undertaker wanting to attack a housewife. Yeah. Made me feel a little bit uncomfortable because he choked her quite yeah. a lot. And I know it's Vicky Guerrero. And I don't know, obviously, at the time, that was fine. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, that was acceptable. I don't want to see a beat up Vicky Guerrero. No one will get eyelid. tombstoned. Not really in my entertainment sphere anymore. <laughs> but it was fine. I I, I did love the uh, the yeah. fact that they teased yeah. Big Show being on Take Aside, and then the dramatic music and over the top uh, noises for the punches. That I was like, oh yeah, this is what we're here for. Um, and this is mainly what we get for the majority of this match. It's very punch heavy. Um, yeah. Which is fine. I've put that lots of punches, and I've just put makes sense yeah, the, for this weird boxer. The idea boxer, is they don't yeah, want to tell you. That they've got they going can't on the tell you that he's been doing boxing training because then that implies that he's gone away. Um, but they are telling you that he has figured out how to punch properly, essentially. <laughs> Um, JR does his normal Big Show measurement style yeah. intro. He bloody loves doing that. Like, he can't just mention he's got big feet. It's got to be the exact size oh, yeah. and measurement and width for the foot. Um, do you want to? Do you want to take a guess how long Undertaker's yeah. entrance was? Because I thought this was one of the shorter ones. Forty-five seconds. I'm probably going to say about three minutes thirty. <sighs> Two minutes yeah. twenty. I, I may have been a bit liberal with it because I did it from the oh, second the lightning starts one, until the moment his music ends in the ring, uh, and his music lags on when he's taken that half. Okay, getting their money's worth out of Jim Johnson. Um, yeah, <laughs> it did feel a bit weird because in my notes I I wrote at first, um, Taker looks really young here, and then I had to stop myself and realise that this paper was thirteen years ago. And I sadly just scribbled that out. <laughs> yes. Of course he looks here. It's over a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. Decade worth of uh, yeah. wrestling. Well, yeah. wrestling once a year. Um, but yeah, it was like all, all punches straight to the outside. More punches. I've got like, I've got two pages of notes on this. I've got quite a bit of a play-by-play. So I'll just sort of quickly run through it. Because there's not as much of this match as I thought. But it's like... Strikes, go to the outside. Big Show picks up Taker, uh, counters, goes to Serenpose, counters it. More strikes. Apen leg drop, which I'm surprised no one has nicked because um, it generally looks really cool. And they bang on about the apron being the hardest part of the ring now whenever they do anything. But no one does that draped over leg drop that Taker did. I feel like that's right for being nicked. Um, lots of corner based offense. Yeah. Um, are you following your strike like... dinner? Uh, because mm. how about how about some strike seconds? They go for more punches. 
Um, yeah. I've mainly tried to write I've got that there's a lot of strikes, a lot of laughs, which makes me feel a bit uh, sad because I love this match. I've got like catches, catch can style grappling there. <laughs> I'm joking. It's oh, we're joking. It's more strikes. It's only more body strikes. <laughs> Love it. Loves, loves a gut punch. Um, but then, but, but then straight after, I had to write. There is no grappling in this match, and I'm like, they're going to think that's a settle for another bait and joke. But it does go for a body Vader bomb, doesn't he? Uh, he misses it, obviously, because it's the big show. Yeah. Um, Taker does course, the thing yeah, that he mocked it's uh, it's Roman Reigns for, which I found funny, is that he bounces off the ropes three times to gain more momentum. And I was like, you bloody hypocrite. Like, you moaned about him doing that, saying it looked daft. But if it's yeah. the big show, apparently we can do it. But that flying lariat is very good. And it's at this point where the match starts to get back to what I remember. Because Big Show has come back. I think the thing that impressed me the most about this is this is after Big Show's ECW run, where he arguably was in the worst shape I've ever seen him in. And now looking back, it was like, it's kind of hard, like, oh, to yeah. go back and watch it's... that version of Big Show because I'm like, I've always liked the Big Show. I've always had the soft spots for him. I don't know why. It's not good. He's not good at yeah. the grappling, but there's something yeah. about it's just big, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I know that sounds so stupid to say, but when I was growing up, yeah. I loved just, it. And he's, that's he's it. He is good, the like, Big Show. Comedic timing and he outside of the ring helps in how lovely he is. The man, the man can wear a pair of jeans like nobody else, both yeah. in ring and out ring. Watching him be uncomfortable in China, uh, <laughs> and the fact that he's got a sitcom called The Big Show Show, which is garbage. Don't go anywhere near it. Yeah, I watched the first episode. Um, I know he's in AEW as well. Like, and it's I, I just I, I love the bloke, yeah. um, Paul White, but he can't wrestle. Arguably, like he's had some okay matches. He's had movements. He's done <laughs> movements. <laughs> yeah, he's picked the pace up, like from the match with Kane, where he's yeah. doing wrist locks and catches catch catch style well, wrestling that just blow everyone away. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, I still love his match with Ric Flair from ECW. Um, that one's really. I, I think that's probably one of my all-time favorite. Hell. Matches and not because like it's, it's good. kind of yeah. I mean, he he looks horrific. It's got a unique feel to it because the it's matches the, is so. I knew it's had the big like, old man. It's in the Philadelphia. Room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's big show. It's Ric Flair. It's ECW title. Yeah, yeah. It's Extreme Rules, and they. They bring the, there's tax, there's barbed wire baseball bat, there's Joey Styles screaming, Ric Flair's holding a barbed wire baseball bat. There's 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 blood. There's Big Show doing what Big Show is supposed to do, just be an angry giant yeah. where he just absolutely smashes Flair after sort of getting hit on thumbtacks. It, the match just is, is for me the epitome of what Big Show should be doing yeah. on a on a on a weekly basis. Well, at that time anyway. Um, but a yeah, little bit. Even well, here, I thought, I thought it looked you can really, see him like, starting not, to put the weight back on. He's like when he comes he looks back, trim. Like, he doesn't look anywhere near as trim as when he first he still looks came trim. back ready for the Mayweather. Yeah. yeah, but he's still looking okay compared to yeah, like, like when he's because he got up to like bang on five hundred yeah. pounds at one point, didn't he? And that was worrying because of how yeah he just oh he looks so tired. 
And I, I genuinely yeah. like watched his matches. I felt sorry for him more than anything else. Yeah. Like I didn't, I, I like that fire match as well, but I didn't get the same yeah. vibe of it because it was like, why is he doing this? <laughs> the, man, the man should just be sitting down. Like, get him a cup of tea. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this match, like, it got, he picked up after that Larry, no, like, take a ghost for old school and it counted into a choke slam. They got two. Beautiful. Beautiful moment. Uh, and then Big Show starts charging his special meter, mm. uh, ready to go for the big punch, but he, he does he, a bloody big miss. Yeah. Uh, both men go for the, the choke each other spot. Yeah. Uh, show overpowers him, but take a counters that into like a beautiful DDT. Thought that was really nice. Thought that, of course. Yeah, thought that was lovely. DDT doesn't counter, even a little DDT forward roll. Like always a, a mofo. It's like, no, I'm not going to stop dead here, which is the point of this move, Spike me. I'm going to forward roll through it. Roll through it, which is why it only ever gets a two. Psychology. Um, but then Taker yeah. scares off the refs after oh, it's it's strike yeah. pudding in that corner. It's more strikes, and then Taker scares off the ref. And I this is the bit, right? Yeah. This is the bit that I don't remember. There's a lot I don't remember about this show. But this one I remember the finish, but I don't remember how we got to the finish. I had no idea Big Show cheated. Kind of like I couldn't believe it when I was there. I was like, no, Big Show wins this clean. Like, no, 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 no. But um, slams his head into it. Big right number one. Oh, baby, it's big right number two. Bit of stalking. And then, uh, yeah. I, I put big yeah. dirty third. Because uh, <laughs> even now, even after watching this match and going, <laughs> it's not as good, is it? It's not as good. Not as good, and then I saw that and was like, "No, nah, it's still good, it's still all there. Everything I ordered about it's still there. Just the look of grogginess on Taker's yeah. face, the fact that he lifts his head up and just like bang straight in the back of his head, and then the ref goes, "Nah, he's done. Nah, <laughs> not having that. Because <laughs> you will continue. Yeah, it's over. Um, yeah. So I've got a paragraph that I've wrote down uh, <laughs> for this. Like, I had a lot of feelings about this match." Uh, and I don't feel I can write it any better than half 2am Martin, yeah. who had just wrote this. So, here we go. Uh, I wrote, this was about as good as I remember. Obviously, wrestling these days is at such a level and quality that this wasn't going to have aged well, which I feel like I've said about four times now. It needs it needs making that this is 2008. Um, but this match was very quick between the two big men and had a very unique finish that had, had never really been done at the time. We'd had the rest stoppage the month before, but that was an instruction match. Um, but it put this new manoeuvre over so clean that Big Show would essentially ride the momentum that he earned from the big right doing this much here for years. Like, after this and what it did to take her, that was it. Like one and a lot of people were done to, to their detriment for a long time after this this punch was just sort of that's it like three put down taker so two's taken out top tier one everyone else and they set that bar here and they were like we need him to do this because I don't want the alley-oop anymore let's never talk about the alley-oop um, the final court is clearly hurting show because he doesn't want to drop onto his ass, and I can't say I blame him and I think they were trying to move away from the chokes on a bit because I'd noticed Kane went for it. Taco obviously can't really go for it because it's show. But they seem to be pulling back on him d- 
doing the choke slam because he couldn't make his different because his uses have dropped to his knees. So I think his legs have gone from under him. So giving him this punch was really good. Uh, and surprisingly, no wrestles. It was the first match of the night that had not. Yeah, gave him another move. But it, five out of five. I've not done scores for any of these matches, but I loved it. Guys I loved everything about it. Like I loved laughing about how much they were going in on the strikes to then for it all to be undone by the fact that they did the bit of wrestling and then went back to the strikes and it was like, the strikes, of course. Why have you not used the strike? I loved it. I just, I couldn't. And there is still the nostalgia to it, but I couldn't not. Love it because, yeah, just just bang. Both men had uh, run out of step asides and they were just taking hits. Couple of cheeky point. grapples, but yeah. What did you think about it? Um, so, I enjoyed it. Um, I I actually yeah. felt a little bit differently to you. So I felt the positive momentum for Big Show was never capitalised on. I felt that that the 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 fact that he'd completely left Taker just flat like that. Yes, I agree with that. They should have had him instantly going for world titles. Even if not winning them, maybe getting the DQ finishes or something. But they didn't... I couldn't remember really anything interesting happening with him after that. In fact, the next time I seem to recall him having anything that I was watching was him versus Cena, and I think that's later on in the year. Yeah, they do. Like 2009. That's when the colossal clutch comes out. I think. Finish, yeah. I, but I think that's a couple of years after. I can't. Doesn't he? Yeah. If he, so I, he, he does. He does feud with Taker for a bit more. After no, it's because this obviously isn't the yeah, Queen decisive win. So he's so he's still in this feud because I think their next match isn't as no, good no, no, as this one. Sure but I may just be saying that because Big Show didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was it. Um, something else I also noted down here was this was... Um, I don't know if this is accurate. Um, oh, yeah. It's, but it's I, I felt like this was the big show heel. Because he came back as a face after the Mayweather stuff. Um, and this was him turning heel. Because you see in the video package, he's yeah. holding Vicky back. Yeah. I'll take... Turning heel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of hoping we'd go for an entire big show without talking about how much he turns face or heel. Uh, He's Um, turned it twice in the time it took me to say that sentence, complaining about it. So (laughs) awkward. Um, That's it. That's it. Yeah. There's not really Um, much. I've got post match take ourselves. He's a very sleepy boy who can't stand very well. Uh, Get the man a blanket and some warm milk and put him to bed. Uh, Chip H walks. Jeff yeah. is more popular, according to the um, <laughs> the fan vote. He got 70, 72 to twenty eight, yes. I believe. But I didn't write it down. I remember it's seventy two, and I've just done some fast maps. Uh, we get uh, an entire video package yeah. about the scramble, which I was not happy about until my boy the Brian Kendrick had a WWE <laughs> Championship sighting, and he even showed him winning it. Uh, and I loved it. Um, what was uh, something I didn't remember that was very unbelievable is the fact that they had a fatal four-way to determine the number one contender match, uh, number one contender for this title match. Can you remember who was in that fatal four-way? Yeah, he was in it. Um, I'm pretty certain Brian Kendrick was in yeah. there. Um, I see Sean Benjamin recall, was in it. Obviously, Jeff Hardy. I want to say Shelton Benjamin. And... MVP. I know my if that's if that's the top of your 
hard on SmackDown. MVP. Uh, no wonder you just keep a Triple H there because I think arguably I would too. <laughs> I, 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 I love MVP. I love Benjamin and I really yeah. love Kendrick. But in 2008, for a world championship. Arguably, arguably, you could have pushed Benjamin and should have pushed Benjamin, but no, yeah. not Benjamin Paul. Um, I mean, the Triple H Jeff Hardy match. I mean, ah, I haven't got much for this. Um, he did, yeah. Like he got his, his Triple H did work heel for the match. I, I like the handshake bit at the start, tricks um, and tactics. And the t- I've got a bit about like the spin about like at the time. Yeah. I remember not hating it and being quite an advocate for like, oh no, it looks quite nice and go back. God, it looks awful, doesn't it? Like I was an I was an idiot when I was eighteen. Uh, they had a, a nice little bit of synergy commentary here where they said like the first time Jeff had won really. a singles title was against Triple H, which was quite a nice thing to bring up. Yes, yes, IC title. Mm. Yeah, I thought that as well, actually, because that was the yeah. IC title in 2001. Because um, he uh, was when he yeah, was I remember that was an episode of SmackDown. I remember really liking that as a kid, thinking that was like the start of something good with Jeff. And then they gave Matt the European title. And then it sort of yeah. hit it out again and put back as a team, which was a bit of a shame. Um, this was a typical Triple H match. Like, you could tell that yeah. he booked and wrote this match because uh, he did the yeah. normal groundwork at the start that you see in most Triple H matches that are sort of not big ones. Yep. Uh, Jeff missed a planche to the outside and it made me feel sad because that man splattered and it like made like a, like a thud <laughs> noise and I was like, oh, I don't need to see that. So they decided to show three replays of it. <laughs> really helped me. I, I was just like, I don't need this at this time of the morning. Probably shouldn't watch this and this early in the morning for this, but Jeff makes a count. Triple H works to the back. Yeah, loves a good knee drop, doesn't he? He does do a really nice atomic knee drop, uh, but he does quite a few of them here. Uh, he gets in his big yeah, dirty abdominal stretch, which he loves as well. Uh, when Jeff's starting to make the comeback, he goes for a twist of fate, which got, gets a pop. But I noticed not as much as a pop of Matt's twist of fate got earlier on. Just. I know it's not his finish, but Jess arguably popular, so anything yeah, he should do leading towards it's just that. His, his leading move. Um, Triple H was one of my favourite moves in this match, which was the second rope nothing. Well, <laughs> just goes off the second rope with his arms up, like, <laughs> uh, which just counters into that weird suplex face buster that he does that no one knows how to take. Because uh, everyone always takes it kind of on the side, like... But yeah, yeah. Uh, whips to the corner. Oh, okay. it's it look it looks like just going back to that. It looks like one of those moves that you don't yeah. really know how. How to. can it's I? Like, not how can I stop this, this effectively while still making it look good? Floor. And you can't <laughs> take it on your face or don't take it all. Um, yeah. And by that, I mean don't do the move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not advocating for people to just like just take it on your face. Your face will stop your head from getting hurt on that one. <laughs> Definitely, definitely don't do that. Um, yeah, just easy, just fight. Yeah. Just fight. Uh, don't protect yourself. So, fine. big work to the corner. Uh, nice little top rope miscommunication there. <laughs> don't know what they were going for. <laughs> it looked like the animation between Whisper in the Wind and Netbreaker got confused. Apparently, to point one. Yeah, uh, what was a good double ice spine buster, Donny? Our trips. Yeah. Uh, it does. It, yeah. 
He does. He, oh, yeah. But he does a he talk. He does really well as well. Like, so yeah. Big fan of old wrestling, me. Um, Three best spine busters in the business. Ooh. Triple H, Batista, Ooh, and uh, Ron Simmons. Ron, Sim- Ron Simmons is up there. Uh, you can't not have spine buster double A's is. on there. Like, come, come on. I take Umbridge with that. It's Triple H's. Because it's the same thing. The Arn Anderson's spine buster. Okay, so Arn Anderson's on there then, and honourable mentions of Robert Rude. Bobby's, Rude, Robert, Bobby's uh, is good. Bobby's yeah, Robert Rude. And, um, I've always uh, kind of liked Goldberg's, even though I hate Goldberg. Yeah. Goldberg does a very. Am I thinking of Goldberg? I might not be. I might be talking about my rear end there. Who is it? He does a really nice spine buster. Ezekiel Jackson. They're nothing alike, but Ezekiel Jackson does a very nice spine buster. Very nice. He won the ECW title with a spine buster. Yeah. yeah. Put Christian for a table. It was wonderful. Oh, I've probably misremembered that as well. I'm very tired. <laughs> but yeah, so we get a pedigree attempt uh, into a catapult and they finally it's hit fine. the whisper in the it's wind. Uh, the crowd comes on live for that whisper in the wind, uh, which is a shame because there's only like two minutes after, after the match after that. Like, get him at yeah. the end. I know it's uh, get him at the end. So, uh, Jeff takes his shirt off, misses a swanton. Yeah. Pedigree's countered into um, Twist of Fate. Get and then he hits the swanton. And then, I didn't remember to finish this. I just thought Triple H won coin. But it's a cheeky little crucifix pin, isn't it? Cheeky. cheeky cerebral pin, if you will. Uh, I, I yeah, won't personally. I, don't, I just thought yeah. it was cheeky. No, I understand. A couple of and things. We saw, this match. I, I, I think um, I, I did a brief rundown. I may have skipped did, a few. I didn't enjoy sort of, this match. I'm not going to lie to you. So I've probably missed a few bits. Yeah. It's not even necessarily the move. It's more JR's. I missed the sleeper hold completely. That's the sleeper hold. Yeah, the game sleeper. So Triple H used this as a finisher. Well, Triple H uses. Uh, sleeper hold and JR sounds really surprised yeah. that Triple H just he pulled out sleeper hold loved the completely sleeper. forgetting that it was more cerebral. in 2002 and 2003 yeah it was yeah yeah although it even became arguably, a trademark finisher in Mordial that's how I know it was a finisher <laughs> well it was the fact that he could reverse it with a submission reverse oh no it was, like, <laughs> it was like 2015 or something it wasn't even uh, yeah break the hold yeah Break the hold could have been. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Break the, break the hold? Uh, this guy. Uh, this guy was still Who packing, was packing break, the break the hold. No one. Break the hold you could pack with uh, Revolution guy. of the Mind. So he had extra submission reverses. <laughs> no, that was Reach for the Ropes. Uh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Break the Hold was just face. a normal one that yeah, they just like forgot to put on the card. Was that Reach for the Ropes? Um, yeah. Heal or oh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a play face decks. Um, yeah, heal or bash. I love bash. That's it. Big heal or bash. No, no, uh, no, no, no figured face decks around here. Saying that though, actually, I lied. Yeah, my Carlito deck that I won that um, tournament with was face. But yeah, really and also that. you don't because that technically, even that was heal because so. I paid off Martin Smith. Arguably, you're not playing that card, really, are you? <laughs> <laughs> just twist that knife a little bit more sorry uh, Jim yes how do you feel about this <sighs> yeah. 
he'll never let me forget it. Um, I, I again, it, it, it was Triple H and Jeff Hardy. At this point, I'm not the biggest Triple I, H, I H guy. Like I, I've never liked Jeff Hardy. I've never liked Jeff Hardy. I still don't. Because like I still had like Hardy um, Boys feelings for him from when I was a kid. Uh, I thought it was his time. Like I thought he should have won it here. Mm. No, it's it's still it's still this year he wins it. This is this is what I normally about. So the finish shit. puts over Triple H's veteran instincts. And he what didn't pin Jeff Coyne. Great. Um, so after this, they do the Triple Threat Survivor Series yeah. with uh, Mad Vlad, who we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, and then at Armageddon, they do another Triple Threat because Edge wins that Triple Threat to take the belt off yeah. Triple H. And then Jeff wins it by pinning Edge. So Jeff gets the belt in two months, but never gets to pin Triple H. And that's the problem I have with it because they never let him break that sort of you are as good as trips. They have it like Edge pins Vlad to get the belt off him and then you pin Edge. So then it keeps this whole tier of Triple H is tier A and then tier B, you've got Edge and Jeff, which is fine because you're still giving Jeff the world title run. Arguably, it leads to his dog being killed by Matt Hardy, which I won't go into. Uh, But you're not letting him get... The whole point of this storyline was Jeff getting on Triple H's level and I don't know why, but it never... It, it, Triple H just ne- it never happens. He never gets a pin on Triple H. Um, the match was okay. Like I, it was, it was enjoyable. It was a, a Jeff Triple H match. It's never going to be bad. Uh, it didn't drag on. Sometimes Triple H matches have the ability to just like linger around. He has to make them more epic. But he's still full time at this point, so he, that doesn't happen as much. I just feel like they should have just like Jeff win it here. We're far enough away from Main UA. You could, yeah. yeah. Give him a, a bit of a run for two months, and then if you want to do, if you want to do the Matt Hardy heel turn, have Edge take it off him at Rumble, and... like they did, <laughs> like, and then you've given him three months instead of one month for Matt Hardy killing his dog. Matt Hardy killed his dog. I mean, like I just, mm. yeah. Uh, we get we actually get on Anderson Sighting backstage for we mentioned as well. We've mentioned him like three times in this podcast. We actually see him. He's on the card. He uh he congratulates Triple H and then Triple H turns around with the mad Vlad and I <laughs> felt really sad. Yeah, um, if I told you I've met Vladimir Kozov. Uh when I went yeah, to go and see WrestleMania twenty six, we were walking around the food court oh. on um Sunday. And he was there with his arm in a sling, uh, getting a salad in the salad bar. So we went up and met him. Lovely bloke. Uh, genuinely really nice. Uh, I've got another sad bit about that story that I learned years after. Where So we thought he was legitimately injured with his arm in a sling. Mm-hmm. And then about four years later, found out that because they wanted to take him off the card and put Kofi Kingston in it, they ran an injury angle at Access the day before. Uh, and had him wear that sling anyway when he was going out and about to sell the injury. Oh. Yeah. Bit of kayfabe that I just... Oh. Even when I was 20... Bit of kayfabe. Uh, even when I was in my 20s. Hot clan and sinker for it. Because I even asked him if his arm was all right. He went, ah, it's a bit sore. I don't think I'm going to make it tonight. <laughs> Expert professional, Father Mikhailov. All the time uh, for him. So he, Pretty he, funny he, guy he as well. Up. Genuinely like... Considering he'd essentially been told the day before he was going to be taken off Mania, and then here are these like four fat nerds asking him about Mania. Didn't have to talk to us or give us a time of day. Could have been bitter, wasn't. 
thinking of the fact that we uh, yeah. went up and spoke to him. But yeah, nice bloke. Fair play to him. Nice bloke. Nice. No, I didn't know about that. That's awesome. Um, so just here a, we are. just a stare we off. The main event. I don't think there's any other segments after that. Is there? It's just the stare off and the the goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm done. I've checked out. To get to the main event, the reason, we're, well, the reason you're here, you're um, here for the big show taker match. But uh, the, re- the, the, the reason I remember this pay per view so fondly yeah. is, is this match. And I, I think I probably feel about this match the same way you so do. So I've put in my notes here where I don't go back and watch you. Before we get into this match, could we have a little bit of a talk about Jericho in 2020? And I've wrote a few bullet points, but. I'm also one of the bullet points is play it by ear on response. <laughs> I don't know okay. how much I want to get into it. Just he's a little bit ruined now, isn't he? Okay. He's a little bit ruined because of Twitter. Yeah. Do you not get this feeling with Jericho? Like he's gone a bit between like his podcast having people on who are doing conspiracy theories and having Actual concerts without masks on during the COVID pandemic. He's a little bit sort of like I've, one of the notes I wrote down is Jericho COVID nineteen. <laughs> but he's kind of he, he's ruined himself for me a bit. I was a, I've always been like a massive Jericho fan, massive. But the way he's been this past year, I'm kind of like you're a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I big sort of racist granddad energy from him, like. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't enjoyed his AEW run. I'll be honest with you. I kind of checked out of AEW pretty quickly, um, mainly because I don't like that spot fest style wrestling, which I feel is what it is. Um, but yeah, I I've kind of checked out. The other he's been, he's been okay on it. Was kind of intriguing. I kind of like that. The main belt was fine. This isn't but, anything about his wrestling. This is yeah. just how he is outside the ring. Is sort mm. of really. Like tainted me on him, like because he, you, I used to like, hold him up as in such high regard of like all the stuff he was doing for charity, all like the the Talk of Jericho podcast used to be really good, um, and then just stuff that I found out about him in the pandemic has been a bit like you're a bit you're a bit weird, aren't you, mate? Like he's been, he donates a lot to like Trump and stuff like that, and I don't want to get political with this podcast at all, but I just like. <laughs> I understand why he's done it because obviously oh, really? he's he's a he's a rich man who wants to protect his own interests and stuff like that. But it all just sort of rubs me a bit like, ooh, like, like I, my hands feel a bit solid from having Mike been so invested in Jericho. Like, what happened to my beautiful house? Like, uh. <laughs> but yeah, we we can leave that there then because I could I could go on a bit more oh. about that. But <laughs> it doesn't take it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not overly like, um, I don't know. I'm not overly familiar in terms of his outside of wrestling. Oh, that one was really good. The last podcast of his I listened to was the one with Dean Ambrose. Well, John Moxley, whatever he's called now. Um, but that's the last time I've listened to anything of of his actually. So, um, yeah, I think it's more because the amount of time that I've spent on Twitter and seeing like wrestling wrestling activities, like podcasters Um, and stuff like that, retweet about it and stuff that he's been doing and saying it's all a bit, I need to kind of, I need to do more stuff like this and pull myself away from the like sort of almost like smart level of wrestling. I've been thinking about this for a while. I think I'm too, too deep in the web. (laughs) 
and it sort of takes you on. So, like it's hard to watch certain things because you're like, yeah, but he's a rotter, isn't it? And so <laughs> it's entertainment, isn't it? It's like watching Cora. That's what we should be doing. Um, well, we'll... yeah, we'll so... move back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move out away then. Very, very swiftly, very quickly. Oh, you've, you've um, skipped a little we'll bit. We've got another event, scramble promo. Uh, we Although this one I was fine because it showed how, um, about how Jericho stole the belt in three, like the last three seconds. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I really liked it. I did enjoy how the belt, actually, because I don't yeah. those scramble matches. But I did enjoy yeah, how he kind of runs in at the last second. Pins Kane and... Um, and just leaves with the belt, like bye. Yeah. <laughs> Got like JBL and Batista. And I still don't think this feud needed the belt, really but then again, it's very difficult uh, to have a ladder match without like, something no, hanging from that hook. And if they plan the ladder match, you're not going to put his wife up there, are you? <laughs> True. That I, I did actually put that. I... No, no. Well, I did actually put this in my notes. Like, did the main event really need the but world like, title? <laughs> The ladder match, I understand really why the best match the to close out that because particular feud. Then it means that you can make it at this pay per view, and then you can like get the belt back on to Batista without CM Punk looking too bad. But I would have rather have just had someone else be taken out and have CM Punk. I don't think CM Punk loses anything from losing the scramble. I think he actually looks worse from getting taken out of the match completely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's probably contradicted opinions on that. Cheeky Lance Cade sighted. <laughs> cheeky, cheeky Lance um, Cade sighted. But yeah, I mean, the build-up to this match was pretty awesome. Um, and from what I've seen... Yeah. Yes, I have noted that down. Lance yeah, Cade gets yeah. himself on the show. Fair play. Got that pay-per-view check. Um, he's dead, isn't oh, he? Oh, Murdoch's still knocking around, failing at yeah, doing Canadian destroyers. I couldn't destroyers. remember if it was him or, the, or Murdoch. Yeah, it's him. Yeah. It was... So it yeah. was so shortly it, yeah, after this because they I were was, literally quite remember matches which against one Michaels was. and Batista. He won't win them. Well, he won a handicap match with Jericho. Uh, and then he had an unfortunate incident on a yeah. plane. That's how JR describes it. Got sacked. And then two years later, he had uh, a heart condition that led to a drug yeah. uh, miscalculation in his system. That might not be the right word. Uh, and yeah, he just had a heart failure. Uh, I, it was like 29 it sucked like it's so bad when it's stuff like that because like his ex-wife has gone on record saying like he walked really ill two weeks before he went to the hospital they did run some yeah, tests yeah. couldn't find anything and he discharged himself and it's like just stay in the bed <laughs> yeah um, but yeah for that. Um, I really I, well, I, yeah I put down that I really miss we'll move on um, sad, sad the World Heavyweight Championship <laughs> keep now cleaning book yeah. My, mine's mine's the undisputed uh, title from my 2002. Favorite belt, probably the one where they, without a doubt, you know, the black uh, and gold one where they title. first unified in the Lesnar Health. I've actually got I've actually got that as well. Like, a, fr- a friend of mine sold yeah. it. A friend of mine sold it to me for 50 quid because it's missing two gems. Oh, that I think that's the one heavy, heavy well. belt. Heavy belt. Do you know what? There's a picture of me with that somewhere. Luke, I had his profile Luke picture for ages. World Heavyweight Title, for, I think, for about fifty quid as well. He did, yeah. There is, and yeah. the uh, WWE title because Luke had that Got as well. 
I can understand why you'd sell them yeah. eventually because they are like uh, when you're yeah, younger, they're a really nice novelty to have. But, like the one I've got upstairs, the only reason I've not sold it is because I only paid 50 quid for it, so I wouldn't get much of a return on it. But they do start to get if you're not actually having them on display, they feel like they're in the way a bit because you literally just what do I do with this four pounds of steel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of mine's stuffed in the bottom of a wardrobe at the moment. Um, cool. So uh, we'll get into the match. So um, I, 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 I don't know if maybe I, yeah. I again I kind of felt that maybe a bit of the nostalgia. I got, I got big bangs of the HBK racism. This was like good as the I straight out grappling to start. Like <laughs> this isn't just a spot ladder match. It's it's like a, it's a match that's going to build a ladder yeah. into it. Cole ruined it for me by referring to these two men as two of the greatest sports entertainers to ever grace the ring, and I completely forgot about in yeah. 2008 they'd outmore the word wrestler. Um, and that was sad. Yeah, they're not allowed to call wrestlers anymore. Um, it was like oh, very yeah, back and yeah, forth. They weren't crazy strong vibes. Um, they do some whips into the ladder on the outside. Sean does a lovely little like hop and a skip up the ladder on the outside and into a. Um, I've forgotten the word of it. Like um, a, a flying crossbody off the ladder. Uh, yeah. But then Jericho like recovers. Yeah, it's it's very say, much feels I'm like Sean doing moves. And he can't outside. keep Jericho quite down because Jericho gets up, goes to do something else. So like hits a crossbody, but Jericho gets up, runs at him with the ladder, gets dropped toe hold into that. And then Jericho, yeah. before really too long, seems to get him into the wall. It seems like. They've made Jericho seem very like strong in the early parts of this match, I thought, because he doesn't stay down as long as I'd expect for some of the moves. But they do... They... No. It is, yeah. No. He's, he's... If I, I've thought that it's quite an aggressive match. I've, I've made notes... Jericho bullies in the mouth really very, in this one as well. Very aggressive, especially Which to ladder. They do... Uh, the there's a lot of camera cuts to one of my favourite things in ladder match. Matches, which is uh, what JR Jerry refers to as the Wiley Coyote Cam. Love that camera. Always have done. Wish I could watch. Yeah, yeah. wish I could watch a full ladder match in just that camera, just to see what it looks like. It's like little ants from above, just knocking around and wrestling. It just it is very funny. Um, HBK started using the figure four at this point after. Yeah. <laughs> so after Jericho misses a bulldog and clicks his leg in the ladder, um, I did jokingly put shade yes. of the Miz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's the Mrs. Move too. Um, I don't so, understand why I even bothered with that. Like base, I never understand the psychology of because essentially he's trying to make it so the Joker can't walk, and if you can't walk, you can't climb. Arguably, you can still point off at the ladder, but I, I, I kind of understood that. Yeah, Jericho's offense is very much a lot yeah, more grounded in 2008. Like, there's a lot of catapults into the ladder, stomps on the knee, stomps on the, the head. Like, it's not as flashy, which I know is, is the point of it, but I think that's one of the things that makes this ladder match unique, but maybe not in an enjoyable way. Like, I, I was still enjoying the match going through it, but. If you compare it to some of Jericho's other ladder matches from before, yeah. which are quite like spot filled, this feels very much more like grounded. Like they didn't want it to be a ladder match, but it has yeah. to be a ladder match. But they've still got bits from other matches they wanted to use and do. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, almost felt like um, this was the wrong Jericho to have in a ladder match. And him him almost promoting himself as winning a lot of ladder matches. Yeah. Kind of felt he he like did seem to go, oh, no, I, he been I'm the greatest wrestling a ladder match ever. But I'm not going to do any of that high-flying stuff yeah. no more. No, no, no. And it just, it came across very weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think the problem for me with this yeah. match is, like again, I think it's that nostalgia thing where I loved the build up for this match and I loved how it um, sort of came into it effect. It made me want to go and watch the Inception match when it match came to pass. More, actually, I was kind like, of like, oh, yeah. I, I, that unsanctioned match looks yeah. great for the promo to start with and I do need to go back and watch that now because everything about that unsanctioned match is what I remember this being whereas this just felt kind of like I don't want to say it's bad because it's not it's still a really yeah. good match it's just when it comes to like it, it kind of it, it's not as good as any of their other ladder matches that they've had and they've had better non-ladder matches so it falls in this weird Sort of slot where it was it was an incredible match of two thousand and eight. Now we're at a point where there's been so many incredible matches that it kind of doesn't I don't think this one's aged particularly well. Yeah, that's it. I think I think that's how I'm yeah sort of approaching. Like there's only really one like... big spot and that's the backdrop yeah, yeah, the off the memory of it the was a lot better than what But even that looks a little bit rough and like the commentators don't know fully what's happened with it like I could see what yeah. they were going for and it looked like it sucked oh. like the landing on that did not look nice yeah another landing that looks yeah another landing yeah. that looked bad was after this spot as well where yeah my notes uh, HBK pulled the ladder, the ladder when he was <laughs> so there's a spot where he gets pinned underneath the ladder which has never worked ever and they need to stop doing but he pushes it when Jericho's on the top and Jericho essentially jumps off the ladder and lands on his feet on the outside, that looked like it sucked. Like that must have hurt. Yeah. Hmm. Probably. Feel like great in memory. <laughs> yeah, I think this match was was great in concept, um, but in execution, great in memory. But when yeah. you actually re-review or even I like, I like, the, the actual I, execution of it, I feel was probably not yeah. as great as what I remembered it being. <laughs> I remembered it being this classic. I had clash. no, I had no memory like, of oh it. Awesome. But yeah, when I watched it back, I was like, I'd completely oh, erased that from my head. Like, I just okay. I didn't. Yeah. I actually almost forgot they even teamed yeah. up. It was only when I was watching the promo at the beginning of the match that I went, oh yeah, no, that's Cage's no. Well, Jericho. he got released, didn't he, like three, four weeks yeah, after? Very forgettable. Yeah, he wasn't with him for long, was he? Actually, yeah. I, guess, so. uh, I did enjoy the tug of war spot, though. Like, I, I, I don't want to seem like I'm like, pounding on this match too much because it still was very enjoyable. Like, it was an easy watch. Um, and both men, like, clearly went for it. And the whole, like... Oh, yeah tug of war with the belt and then it's even like HBK cost himself the title which is basically the epitome of his run when he came back from injury he's always so close to the title and it feels like he does something that stops him from getting it yeah 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 it just drops 
Yeah, because he kind of pulls the belt back. Jericho just smashed him in yeah. the face, and then that's it, isn't it? And I, I kind of felt a bit flat with the ending. Like, like, like you said, it kind of fitted in with what yeah, HBK was doing. Yeah. But I was kind of like, I, I don't know. It kind of felt like I mean, I don't think he slipped on a banana peel. Fun. I, I never understood this. I was thinking about it the other day. Cost himself why back. HBK <laughs> never had a longer run with even the top titles after coming back. He had that one month Survivor Series, and then was just like, yeah, I'm fine. And I just don't get why they never gave him. Yeah, like if he ca- if if any like uh, wrestle of his Carol Alba came back now, like when Brian came back, he had a long run with the belt. Goldberg's been back and had runs with the belt. Lesnar gets runs with the belt all the time. I just it very much felt like yeah they could have given him the belt, given a good run with it, and just didn't. It, it never. I, I never got why. Maybe maybe he just wanted to help. The product and just wanted to do wrestling and didn't want the. No, maybe that was because a lot of people say it's quite stressful like being champion. The stress of being champion. Yeah, yeah a lot more which involved. is fair. Got to do all the presses and all that type of stuff. Maybe just wanted to turn yeah. up to the shows, put on great matches, and and leave. Yeah. Um. So that's really it for the pay per view. What? Um. We've got a couple of minutes. And then we will so I enjoyed to, it. Uh, um, I, I've um, ragged on it a bit, but it's because I'm not ragging on any thoughts? wrestling from 2005 to 2010. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of comedy gold in there uh, that could really be pulled out. But this is prob- this was probably one of the best cards in 2008. I think. Yeah. Um, there was no there was no bad match. There was no stinker. Um, a lot of them haven't held up to yeah, the test of time, but that's it's. 13 years years ago now wrestling has changed as a beast completely like uh, I still loved the three big matches uh, not so much Triple H Jeff I don't I, I just think that was a bit of a I thrown it in and I didn't agree with the booking around about it at the time uh, but I did manage to watch all this in one go one sitting uh, first hour felt a bit slow but I thought everything yeah. held up really well right oh, <laughs> Cool. Again, yeah, probably about the same. I didn't think there was anything on there. Which, considering the matches that were on there, um, the there, there, match, was, there was cringy um, bits. There wasn't anything on there. there was just some very screamed out to me. Aged well, this is atrocious. Nothing was bad. Um, it's made me want to like. I want to watch more yeah. right now. I think a sentence I'm able to regret. Hmm. Yeah. Um, probably, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't horrific. It was a horrific show. I enjoyed it. I think. So. I think for me, yeah, start- same. It's probably because it's not really aged very well. Um, yeah. There, there's bits of the stuff that's being put out like now, especially with things like um, like NXT and stuff like that. You look at those matches and you go, "Wow, that's that's good," and that will yeah age well. Where some of the stuff then. Yeah, phone it in style matches with Triple H. Um, but I mean, I was quite, I was quite surprised how much I enjoyed matches I didn't expect to enjoy. Again, I feel like the crowd very much helped with this. The crowd was hot throughout yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, because I seemed really into it. It's kind of just moving into PG at this point, so they're still allowing you know Candice Michelle to rip her top open and and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But they're still allowing people to get a bit violent and a bit aggressive. Yeah. So especially with, like I don't I don't think ECW's outstayed its welcome yet either. 
No, no, it's still, even though it's not... Because people liked Mark Henry as, like, the big heel, and they were clearly into Matt Hardy coming back, and the story of that match being that he never actually pinned him in the... I can't believe I mentioned him in the scramble again. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to review that one, you know. Yeah, Just, yeah. Well, what right. we need to do is next time we'll come back and we will review um, Judgment Day from 2002. And we'll, yeah. I'll, have to, I'll have to watch that because that's back in WWE's version of the NWO and um, the horrific oh, God, one to take that's, a chokeslam to Hulk Hogan and stuff like that. We need to talk about the chokeslam, but then also that's <laughs> 18 years. If we're talking about this at wrestling of an age, well, that's 18 years ago now. Yeah, yes it is, yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I don't know what the women's title match was on that show. That's how it probably that's wasn't one. The probably or it had one. either wasn't one or it had my Holly in it. Probably. Well, no, mm, don't know. She would. She wouldn't have been because she, yeah, she was. She was still there. She was Mighty Molly at WrestleMania eighteen. Yeah. So she might have still been Mighty Molly then. Then maybe. Yeah. Mm. Um. Cool. Well, um, so we'll wrap it up there, mate. Because, um, yep. as I mentioned, I am in work. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the sad parts of only having limited time to do these things. We have um, been recording for two hours. We have been recording right. for two hours, but it's been good. I've really yeah. enjoyed it, and I, I can't wait for us to do the same thing for, for yeah, 2002. Um, I'm going to tear that one a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rip that paper to shreds. Um, cool, but uh, thank you so much for coming on, mate. Uh, I really no appreciate been it. A, been, a, been a real pleasure. Got to talk a lot about... I don't get to talk about No Mercy a lot in my day-to-day life. Uh, <laughs> so being able to vent some of these emotions that clearly have been built up. Uh, <laughs> 12 pages of notes I counted about this show. Um, yeah. Feel good. Feel liberated. Can go about my day now. Like still fatty. fondly in the mem- Yeah. Still fondly in the memory that Big Show can throw a big, dirty right third. <laughs> wonderful right again thank you so much for coming on mate um, no problem. we will speak soon and then yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get back in touch again for to do Judgment Day 2002 wonderful cheers dude take it easy man thanks so much bye, bye. hello and welcome back to the Big Boss Book Club um I'll, I'll go straight on and say I'm sorry that I had to uh, pretty much rush Martin off the off the recording. Then, um, unfortunately, my my time had come and I did need to get going to work. Um, with us being so far into the pay per view, it seemed silly to to do it in segments. We might as well have just um, just finished it off. Um, again, echoing sort of Martin sentiments and, and, and my own there. Uh, nostalgia probably uh, has that pay per view in higher regard than it probably should be. Um, the actual main event itself is has, has a few little flaws in it. That again, rewatching it, you know, thirteen years down the line is is uh, bringing to light. But I think overall the show was was good, and actually a lot of the matches surprised me how much I enjoyed them. Um, especially that women's match, I can't get over the fact that um, Candice actually got a fence in and, and looked good doing it. Um, absolutely shocking. Because um, essentially, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I was one of them people. Back in 2008, oh, the women's matches is on. Uh, I'll, I'll nip the toilet now then, eh? Or, or I'll go get myself a drink now then, eh? So, yeah. Um, you know, 
the way it was sadly back then. Um, now I'm, I'm probably more like, oh, is this a men's title match? Yeah, I'm going to hit the toilet. Let me know when the women come on. Um, so a bit of a flip on it now. But yeah, um, just want to thank Martin again really for coming on. Um, I, we, Me and him have been missing each other and missing each other and missing each other. So it's finally nice to get him um, sort of sat down and, and in a position where we could talk about the uh, the show. Um, we've, we've already sort of previewed what we're going to do next <laughs> we're going to do Judgment Day 2002 and so we'll probably do that in sort of my season 3 recordings it gives me a chance to uh, sit down and watch the show again um, one of the few WWE shows I still have on, on DVD uh, once I sort of started paying for the network didn't really see a point in keeping a lot of the shows because they're all on there um, but it is one of the few shows I have kept on on DVD um, so that pretty much wraps it up um, for this week's uh, show. Uh, next week um, will probably be the last in the series, and then I'll have a, a few weeks off where I can uh, work on catching up and, and getting something uh, recorded, and then we'll we'll uh, get season three started from there. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, uh, Big Boss Book Club on Instagram. Um, this podcast is available pretty much wherever you can listen to podcasts. Um, it's on Apple Podcasts. It was quite nice seeing seeing me on iTunes. Um, weirdly, with a parental advisory sticker. Bit odd. I, I know I swore in this episode, and I'm sorry for that, but I think generally my language and, and content have generally been pretty PG. Um, so, yeah, but uh, there, Google Podcasts, um, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you listen to your your podcasting uh, the big boss book club will be there um thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it um i've been big boss i'm out peace <laughs>